Welcome to the T-Hud Podcast. I'm Leland Steele. I'm Leland. <laughs> oh, no, I'm Marty. Okay, that was Apparently weird. nobody knows who we are, so... Oh, yes. <laughs> we're, we're all... We're, I'm we're all Leland. <laughs> well, I'm glad that my nasally 12-year-old voice sounds like you guys, because I think you guys sound kind of manly, so it's bringing me up a notch. Yeah, and you know, uh... Yeah, so that was Bill, our loyal listener Bill. Yeah, I think I mentioned him before. I can't tell our fucking voices apart. Yeah. <laughs> well, you mean mentioning him five minutes ago while we were prepping? No, I think I mentioned him in a previous episode. Okay. Well, you know my memory, so. Yeah. Non-existent. <laughs> well, well, speaking of manly, <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of the name of the game today. Uh, I think today's uh, podcast is going to be mostly about men. It is manly it's men, 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 manly men. Hallelujah! It's raining men. I think the title was progressive podcast in quotations. A little tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, it's not you really. You can't pro- just say you're progressive and be progressive. Yeah, it's not very progressive <laughs> to be, you know, advocating your progressivity. Hey, listen to us. We're super progressive. But whether it's dating men or just what men we think are hot or awesome, that is going to define most of the podcast except yeah. for curiously the crazy about cardboard segment <laughs> shoehorned in some charter stone talk <laughs> but well i did put a note in saying we could do the whole discussion naked to kind of fit with the rest of the tone of the podcast <laughs> could who oh. wants to see marty naked moby on the other hand well marty wants to <laughs> oh my god ah <laughs> uh, so let's have some manly banter to start what do you guys got what do you got um, not much. What have I been doing? So I've been playing Dark Souls 3 and it's very, okay, at, at first it was incredibly difficult, you know, as per the, the, the franchise. And then I got, uh, I kind of got acclimated to it and now I'm kind of just ripping through it a little, a, bit, a little bit like a boss right now. So that is the perfect word to describe how you play those games. You gotta get used to it. You just gotta... Yeah, you, you just... got to take your licks and then keep on going. Yeah. But you have to be adaptable enough to just, like, deal with it. Yeah. And I couldn't do that with uh, Bloodborne. Like, playing, oh. playing Bloodborne, I couldn't get acclimated. What, however much I tried, it was just too frustrating, and I, it just seemed like my hands and my brain could not wrap themselves around that game. Yes. Oh, man, I really like Bloodborne. But, you know, I so I've, I've hit a point, though, in Dark Souls 3 that, like... Okay, so it started out incredibly difficult, and then I got better. I got used to it. I, I, you know, leveled up some skills in the old dodgy, tacky, rolly thing, and then, uh, <laughs> and then I. But I think I've, I'm finding I'm hitting a point that um, it's getting like the game difficulty just getting ramped up again. So because I think it was actually pretty, pretty maybe a little over leveled too for a lot of the first part. Like okay. It, it it feels like I'm I've I've been way stronger than I should have been because now I've hit a point where okay I can't just take down like a normal like little mini boss in like maybe two or three hits no problem now oh I see like the re- now the the main enemies within each level are getting more and more like stronger right. and stronger and it, I don't feel as powerful as I used to and yeah I'm, that, and that little part's catching up to you yeah I are think you doing so. like the poisonous swamp stuff right now I just got through it actually because uh, I haven't played Dark Souls three but I heard there's no fewer than three poisonous swamp areas oh shit 
And that sounds frightening. Okay, I've done one. It was not fun. Um, they're never fun, and they're always no. really laggy. Like that's like the worst oh okay. Part. I didn't I didn't find that. You didn't find it in this no, one. No, in no. the original Dark Souls, the frame rate was so choppy in the the uh, like the poison swamp areas because there was so much going on graphically. Okay, that it was really yeah. tough. Every creature in there spits poison at you. Yeah, you got little particles all over the. Okay, I can see that. But uh, yeah, no, it was it was annoying because like I had to, I didn't really know what to do. So like usually in those poison places, like you kind of just want to get in there, do what you got to do, and get the fuck out because you stick around in the swamp, you're gonna get poisoned to death, right? And I learned that you know what, being poisoned isn't that bad. <laughs> like <laughs> like I had some of the purple moss or whatever you can eat to dispel it, but yeah. it was actually not not entirely detrimental just let it build up and just and just okay great i'm poisoned the the health reduction really was pretty minimal actually mm-hmm. so i was able to just be like fuck it i'm just gonna ignore it and then so that this first thing i have it you have to find these uh three like tower things and like light them to open this door but for the life of me i couldn't find these these fucking towers and there are some points where you can go up higher above the swamp and you see the tower sticking out of like the foliage down below. Okay. So I'm like, okay, I have to orientate myself. I'm going to climb down this ladder and then I'm going to turn around and just go straight. And that will hit me like I'll get to one of the towers that way kind yeah. of thing. So that was kind of cool. But I actually realized that I had just been like walking past the actual <laughs> little place that I like light the fire. Like, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, fuck. It just was a lot easier to see it up top. Yeah. Then we were down Def- there. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. so for Moby, um, in the Dark Souls games, there's very little, like, direction given to you. There's okay. no, like, map with, like, a highlighted, like, area to go or anything like that. There's no map at all. It's, it's just, like, and there's very little direction to, like, there's no quest log, usually, like, anything like that. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, you're in this world now. Figure it out. Wow. Pretty much. And, and it's like, oh, you've picked up this item. Figure out what the fuck it does, too. Yeah. Is and- it... Is it open world in a way like uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild? No, no, no. no, no. Um, it's, it's still, it's linear without feeling entirely linear. Okay. Because, so basically you you warp to an area or a large majority of the areas are connected and you could probably walk through from one end to the other sometimes. But basically you're going to you're gonna get started at the beginning of an area and there are going to be some branching paths, paths but... Uh, Every time there's going to be like a door you got to open from the other side kind of thing. And basically those are just shortcuts to get to the later parts of the levels where you would go to fight the boss. So if you die, you don't have to run through this whole entire level kind of thing, right? It just allows right. – it does – the game puts in some shortcuts that you can find to make it easier for yourself on later run-throughs of that level. Interesting. Yeah. So Interesting. it's definitely not open world at all, no. No. It's pretty linear. No. You know, I want to get more into those types of games. I won't say uh, Dark Souls specifically because it doesn't have a goo-goo baby mode for me. Nope. But <laughs> but similar kind of games like that. And I know, Marty, you've almost gotten a divorce due to the time you've spent on Divinity. So how's that going? It's, it's getting there. Um, I, I think I'm going to lose everything in the proceedings, though. Because I won't have time to go to court. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about how I'm enjoying the game. I like the game very much. (laughs) More than my wife. (laughs) No. um, Love you, honey. (laughs) No, it's really good. I think this is a game you would like. 
because okay. you can pick the uh, difficulty. You can actually play it spe- specified to be more about the story. Even the modes are like, um, there's one that's really combat heavy. There's one that's considered like a balanced mode that has like, it's like the true divinity experience. And there's one that's more like, hey, I just want to enjoy the game. Um, I'm playing the balanced mode and it's fucking hard. Like it's wow. super difficult, especially early on. Um, and it's very similar to Dark Souls in that way. There's very little uh, direction given to you. Like, you, although you have quest logs, very not very often does it have it. There's never a waypoint marker telling you where to go. There's there's a map, but a lot of it's very general. Like, mm-hmm. um, unless you talk to an NPC that's like, hey, I'll point this out on your map, then nothing's given. You're not just given these this information. You have to go earn it or find it. Nice. Um, whether that means talking to somebody and convincing them or pick, picking their pocket and stealing an item or just murdering them. Y- there's a lot of options given to you, which is really great in a game like that. Yeah. Um, it kind of has that feeling of like a one of those um, like stealth or stealth action RPGs kind of where there's like five ways to solve a problem, but it's set in like a RPG style game. So like um, kind of like a Baldur's Gate style and uh, like, the solutions, the problems are always really interesting, and I'm finding there's always, like, a big conflict. So, like, very early in the game, my character... So, I picked a character that was um, a pre-made character, because all the pre-made characters have a backstory. Okay. And uh, I chose one of the pre-made characters, and you can also get up to three pre-made characters in your party as well that you get from the beginning area. I came across a character that was related to my character's backstory, but could also serve one of the other characters' backstories... And we both had alternative views on how we wanted to deal with this character. Interesting. Mine involved torturing him for information. <laughs> the other was like, he's sacred to my people. You just murdered him. Like, ah, that's cool. And like, it, it almost came to blows where the oh, guy almost shit. left my party. Wow. It was not good for a while there between us. We were kind of on the ropes. He's feeling a little bit better now because we've been together for another 60 hours. Um, <laughs> a lifetime in this game. Uh, yeah, it's it's weird because like I'll come across areas that are seem so hard, and they're like the enemies are maybe one level higher than me, and then I go, I level up once, and it's like I'm just strong enough to do that area now. Right. And I'm finding it, it sometimes seems to put a damper on exploration because it feels like you have to do one area before the other, maybe. But I think that's just because of the difficulty I'm playing on as well. Like, mm-hmm. it, the game's so punishing if you don't understand, like, the systems. Because there's, like, a system, like, say there's poison on the ground. Well, the poison can be, if it's releasing a gas, of, like, a poison gas, you can light that gas on fire. So, if cool. you have people standing in that puddle of poison, even if they're immune to poison, they're going to fucking light on fire. Right. And um, so, everyone has a, uh, like, a physical uh, armor rating and a magical armor rating and once your physical armor is depleted then you're subject to um physical um disabilities like being crippled or whatever so you can't move for a certain amount of turns mm-hmm. and if your magical armor is depleted you could be knocked to sleep or like um any number of status ailments so if you're not actively depleting these things you can't uh do as much damage to your enemies and if you're not t- keeping watch on your own your enemies are gonna fucking take you to town Okay, so cool. It's really a matter of learning all these systems. And it took me a long time to really get there. Yeah, um, cool. It's got a huge learning curve, but uh, as you can tell by how much I can talk about this and the pages of notes I put on it, I really like it. Sweet. And speaking of top games of the year, which we did not too long ago, this is going to be moving in there at some point. Nice. I don't know where yet. 
But I'd say top three. Top three for sure. Well, for sure, when we wow. do 2018's Game of the Years, you can kind of include it on that list. Well, maybe, it came or? out in 2017, oh. so it's going to move into 2017's list, Oh, okay. which I said would be retroactively changed at some point when I played everything. Gotcha. Because um, I played gotcha. that now. I've played um, Senua's Sacrifice, uh, which didn't move into my top five, but it was probably top ten. Hmm. And uh, Dream Daddy, which is probably not top five either, but uh, maybe top ten. Um, <laughs> foreshadowing listener. Uh, which foreshadowing. is we're going to talk about later. But yeah, Divinity's great. I think Moby would really like it. I think Leland would too, but uh, your computer wouldn't handle it yet. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. Well, speaking of lists, the only thing I got for banter... I, I don't know if I want to rant about this, but I just want to explain again my disappointment with how films like Logan and Blade Runner have been snubbed once again for Oscar nominations, specifically for things like Best Picture, Best Director, Actor, Supporting Actor. Um, It's really annoying because I kind of expected this to happen for like some Oscar baby small movies to take their usual spots. But I mean, okay, let's look at Logan. Like when I look at how awesome Hugh Jackman was in that movie and some of the other people that are nominated, you know, I, I just think like even if it's just as a legacy for his character, like there should have been some sort of reward with the nomination. I'm not supposed to, you know, I'm not saying he should have won, but come on. I mean, he had a, a strong role, an emotional role. And, uh, you know, I'm just annoyed. Logan, it got one nomination for best adapted screenplay, but, you know, really who cares? And wow, Frank, that's a throwaway nomination. Exactly, exactly. And Franco not getting nominated for Best Actor was a surprise because he had been nominated in some previous roles, like I think uh, Critics' Choice and Golden Globes. And that usually foreshadows an Oscar nomination. Is it a surprise considering the political landscape right now and the accusations against James Franco, though? That's the one thing, right? Yeah, that's an interesting point. And I don't really know the timeline. Like, I don't know if the nominations came before or after the accusations against him. But even those accusations are a little weird. Like, the whoever it is, this woman who's accused him. He's got several. Actually. He's got several now. Um, so the accusations are, um, they're kind of varied. They're not to the extent of, you know, like a Harvey Weinstein. And even yeah. one of the accusers said, like, he's not a Harvey Weinstein. That's what I was about to bring up. Yeah. But... He had issues where he was pursuing underage girls and whether or not he knew, I don't know, like 17 year olds, right? Like on Twitter or something. And I mean, that doesn't excuse it, not knowing, but you know, things like that do happen, right? Yeah. He seems like he was being a little bit skeevy. I mean, I don't know, but it doesn't sound like he was being a complete freaking creep like some of these people. It just... Yeah, he, he showed up at this. Um, yeah, he showed up at this ceremony though, like that uh, the Golden Globes, and he was wearing like a Times Up pin. Yeah, and yeah, then um, I know I was reading about uh, Scarlett Johansson's speech at like this women's march, and she's like, "I want my pin back because like <laughs> <laughs> without naming him because yeah. like he was wearing this thing, right?" Oh, and Jesus. Uh, yeah, I think that definitely affected it because that happened before the uh, nominations came out. Yeah, well. Scarlett's got her own issues. I mean, she last year, it came out that she um, had her like marriage breakup and she essentially said human beings aren't meant to be monogamous. So no apologies. 
<laughs> to, well, to I, her having a lot of people um, do believe that, though, right? I guess, yeah, but I'm maybe you should have made that clear to your husband before you married him. Yeah, well, important. maybe she didn't realize until she was married. Well, she'd been married a couple times, though. Ryan Reynolds was one of them, so. Yeah. Yeah, but marriage is yes. different to everybody, maybe right? Not. That's like, yes. uh, yeah. I, uh, yeah. I think one is, I don't know. one is, uh, like, a, maybe a moral value and, like, what she's doing that might be wrong, but then one is, like, criminal. No, that that's you know. true, and I'm not. I'm not trying to compare her necessarily to what's going on with the Me Too movement, but I mean, I do find there's a lot of hypocrisy in that, like, what Weinstein did was so well known for decades, and nobody called him on it, and everyone was friendly, friendly with him, and now that, you know, the tables have turned, and he's on the run, and, you know, his company now, they're going to change the name and the logo and everything... No. You know, it's. There, I think there's a lot of hypocrisy in Hollywood because they could have put a stop to this. That's why it's called the Times Up movement. Exactly, yeah, Times right? Up fuckface. No. <laughs> you know, and I, I think it's, it's great. The only, the only thing that saddens me when you see these things is because it is, it can become a witch hunt. Yeah, it can turn people who. Maybe they did nothing wrong. Like, well, if you look at, like, Aziz Ansari has, like, accusations against him. Yeah. And uh, they have to almost do with just him having a date. And then she she's saying that he, um, you know, forced himself upon her or did made her do things she, she didn't want to do. Yeah. But... I read the... But I read that. I'm sure in, in his point of view, you know, it was more like we were having sex. I thought it was consensual and I'm into some shit like that. Right. Yeah. And at what, what's the boundaries? When does this turn into a, Oh, I can, you know, now I can get my 15 minutes of fame or now I'm hurt by this. I, I don't know. And I, you can't really say, right. You don't, you don't, you're not in these people's shoes. And I certainly wouldn't want to say like, you know, she's right. He's right. Whatever. But it, it does cause a dilemma for, I think, uh, a lot of people and that, especially in the spotlight and, in, you know, Man, you know, pro- prolific men right now. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad I'm not in that position. I mean, could you imagine if you had some, you know, potential uh, cobwebs in the closet, so to speak, and you were scared that they could, you know, come up? Like, I know some people are coming out in front of it just for that reason, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rough stuff. Mm. Yeah, but I get what you're saying about the nominations, and I think that I think honestly, the political stuff is huge because of that. You know, the it, it always has been with uh, Oscars, especially, right? And some of the nominations, too, is like they're the typically typically nominated, you know, Oscar actors. Yeah. But it's not their best roles. No, it's not. Well, this is why the Academy is bullshit. I don't know yeah. why people give a fuck about this shit anyway. I don't. I don't anymore. I haven't watched in three years and yeah. I'm not going to watch again this year. Well, I haven't watched it since Michael Keaton didn't win for Birdman. Uh, we so, watched that together. We did I watch think. that together. We're yeah. so disappointed. <laughs> Michael Keaton about to bring out his speech from his <laughs> suit, and then he has to put it back in. Uh. Oh, I'm so bad. Anyways, <laughs> with a depressing talk about Michael Keaton, who Thanks. is a man crush of us all, we don't even need to talk about him. He's such a crush. <laughs> well, let's move on to men that we would sexually assault. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Can I talk about divinity for another 35 minutes? Oh, yeah, please do. Are there men in divinity that you're attracted to? No. Okay. I guess that's not related to our subject then. I'll just save it for... Well, I guess this is what passes for the movie musing segment today, even though it's kind of not (laughs) movie specific. So 
I guess I'll lead us off here. I've got four names, um, two actors, two characters. But maybe we should discuss what we're talking about first. Yeah, yeah. So the segment is called (laughs) Man Dot Crush Dot or Period. And uh, these are just... Um, you got to stop making titles that are dependent on their punctuation to give, make a point for an auditory medium. <laughs> well, it's easy. Now, first of all, you should have gone, now it's time for movie musings with Moby because you didn't do that. No, yeah. I didn't do that. and But that was purposeful because I didn't think this... I thought this segment is replacing where movie musings would normally yeah, but be. But it's still the movie it's music still movie musings, dude. Just because yeah. we do one episode with ba- filled with banter doesn't mean we can do half episodes full of banter from now on. Uh, all right, I'll do it for right. you and I'll read it the way I imagined you do Fine, you do it. It's time for movie musings with Moby. And this uh, episode is titled Man Crush. Oh, <laughs> oh there we go. <laughs> That's good. Crush is a verb. That's funny. Awesome. You notice that I, the crush had a, you know, a... Uh, Exclamation, exclamation point. point. No, I didn't notice because I was handwriting my notes oh. and I just didn't transfer. Well, that. you know, the, the point of punctuation is so you don't need to explain how a sentence <laughs> should be said. Man, period, crush, exclamation point. <laughs> to be honest, our grammar usually sucks pretty bad when we're uh, putting these things together. Uh, anyway, maybe so. your guys' grammar well, mine, sucks. Mine is good. Uh, Mine's always okay. on point. How about instead of talking about the segment, we actually do the segment? So it's your it. segment. We're waiting for you to lead. Jeez. I'm trying to lead, but I'm getting accusation. It is this has turned into <laughs> oh a witch hunt. God. This has turned into where do you put the, the time stamp to... for this? Like after which it's time for movie music. <laughs> That's yeah. a really good question. Okay, I'm trying to get started, but I'm getting shit about random like like housekeeping stuff to do with it. Okay. Favorite actor, favorite male actor. I guess I'll lead us off. I, uh, you know what? Let's have you guys guess. I want to hear one guess, and then I'll let you know who is my favorite male actor. Okay, okay. Wait, let's confer, okay. Marty. Let's take an aside sidebar. Okay, I certainly feel like uh, Jeff Goldblum's the obvious answer. No, Too easy. No, it's definitely man crush related, right? Yes. You're not just going to be like, I love Anthony Hopkins acting, right? Because no. that's not going to work. This is a yet. guy who combines rugged, sexiness, rugged, rugged looks, and, yeah. and roles that I like him in. And okay. It, okay. You know. um, I, Ryan Gosling's a possibility. Oh, yeah. That's actually a good one. Yeah. That's, that's the front that's runner. Actually, I think that might I would be probably go with that one. Yeah, I would go with that one. <laughs> All right. Can I have uh, a lifeline? <laughs> All right. Who? Who are you calling? Uh, I'll call. Um, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Yeah. Final answer. Okay. Uh, no, he'd be what? third on my list. Okay. Third. Okay. Well, let, let us confer. Okay. Okay. Um, Shit, well, he said we only get one guess. Yeah, but I know, but we got one of them, so let's keep guessing. Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Hugh Jackman, maybe? I don't no, know. He doesn't, yeah, I don't know yeah. if he's into that. No. no, he doesn't really like those types. He doesn't like muscles. No. 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 He's not into that. <laughs> um, he's into, like, wayfish, like... It's oh, like a, Jared Leto. Oh, yeah, yeah, that could be one. And uh, who's that other? Johnny Depp. We don't like him either, so Moby probably likes him. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of rationale is that? You have terrible taste in men is what we're getting at. <laughs> yeah, Leland and I's list is probably the same. Probably. <laughs> well, you know what? I will say Goldblum was number two. He was, so, really? okay. Yeah, yeah. I've And... You know, it, it has to do with his career, too. I mean, the guy was in some of the biggest movies that define my childhood. Jurassic Park, Independence Day, um, 
there are other That's movies. <laughs> but, you know, it's like he, he was one of those guys who was in like everything in the 90s, every kind of blockbuster. But uh, no, my number one is, is Tom Cruise. No, <laughs> it is. <laughs> you guys are just going to go through the whole Harrison A-list. Ford. No. Kurt Russell. Oh, shit. That's oh, a good one. Kurt of course. Russell. Of course. And the reason is, beside the rugged good looks, That's a good one. the fact that, you know, he's like, you know, he's into hockey and stuff like that. That really doesn't matter. Are you he's sure it's in, not uh, Kurt Russell's son who's in a bunch of movies Wyatt that you saw? Russell. Yeah, that you, he's that you, talk, cool. that you tell us about all the time? Yes. Uh, yeah, he's, he's <laughs> a crush too. Um, but I mean, I look at some of the favorite movies that I have, period, like not just from any specific phase. I'm talking about The Thing that came out in 1982, Escape from New York, which we never talk about, but that's a great I movie. love that movie. Yeah, that's a good movie. Backdraft, one of my top 10 movies of all time. Executive Decision, one of my favorite action thrillers ever. Miracle, which was a hockey movie that I thought he was fantastic as Coach Herb Brooks. Uh, this guy just continually comes up in awesome roles. And you even look at what he recently has done with Tarantino, you know, in The the Hateful Eight. Yeah. Um, and, you know, what he does as Mr. Nobody in Fast and the Furious. Like, this guy can do pretty much anything. And it's always, like, cool roles. Like, he never has a lame role where he's not entertaining or just mails it in, in my opinion. I mean, if you know one, let me know. I mean, you've... Okay, I haven't seen it yet. How was he in Guardians of the Galaxy 2? I haven't seen Volume 2 either. Oh, okay. I'm not sure. Uh, he's good in it. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it's... Um, you can't have that much of a part. It's bigger than I thought it would be. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good It's a good role. I mean, it, it's... I guess they know. got Kurt Russell. It'd be stupid not to use him. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a pretty significant role. Okay. Sweet. So those are, well, now you've got my top three. So I want to throw it to Leland. Who are your crushes? Um, well, did you want, are we going to guess everybody's? Okay. <laughs> Is that what we're Actually, doing? maybe that's fine. I have we'll three. That's spur of the moment. Three. Okay. I'll uh, confirm with Moby. You, I think, I think Tom Hardy's got to be one. Uh, Chris one Evans. Else. Yes. He def, very good pick, Marty. Very astute. Um, so yeah, Chris Evans. Oh, oh, James McAvoy. I think b- because of his X-Men and because of uh, him in that I know for switch. a fact that he's he's down with the McAvoy, so he's got to be there somewhere. He's got, I don't he know wants to Mac on the McAvoy. Uh, I'm so. going to say Evans and McAvoy for yep, sure. Yep, I agree. I don't even think he'd put Tom Hardy in there. I think Tom Hardy would be like a notable like. Okay, name. I'll throw it a, a possible pick for him. Christian Bale, he's kind of retreated recently. This is like maybe a pick if we did the podcast five years ago, I'm sure Bale would be a slam dunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys are doing okay. real, you guys are doing real good. Okay. okay. Can, can we go? Yeah. yeah Let okay. us know. Who Number three, James McAvoy. Okay. Yes. I am, down, I am down with the J Mac. Number two, Joel McHale. Okay. That was my Oh, yeah. shit. And number one. Chris Evans. Yeah. Chris yeah, definitely. F. Evans. Definitely. Fucking Evans, yeah. Um, James McAvoy. Yeah, I just really love James McAvoy. Um, he was... You know what I actually really kind of liked him the most in was actually he was in the first two seasons of uh, the UK version of um, 
Oh my god, I'm blanking on the title. You know that? So they made a U.S. version with the messed up family and the dad's a drunk. Shameless. Shameless. Yes, thank you. He's so, in the U.K. version. He's in the first two seasons oh. of the U.K. Shameless. Yeah, and he was. He's. I loved him in in those first oh, wow. two seasons. Is yeah. He, does he play like the uh, main like? He plays the the uh, oldest uh, girl's boyfriend. Oh, cool. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I just liked him. I saw him in that. I liked him ever since. Yeah, and then of course Joel McHale from community is where i mostly know him from and uh he was always <laughs> i don't know he's he's a really good character in community too he's just this like cocky like overbearing like you know soulless man that learns to have a soul as and i think that uh, that is more part of the ensemble cast i think mm. but i don't know yeah i mean generally he's like the straight man in the show too yeah but it's like he's straight man to the point of being like a lunatic yeah yeah um but i just watched uh i must be fairly new to netflix um man i don't know what it's called but it has a will forte in it and it's about um like the you know like the national lampoon magazine okay and the founder or one of the co-founders of that it was kind of like a life story kind of thing and in it um joel McHale played chevy chase Oh, like filming. Um, oh my god, I, my memory is sh- shit today. Oh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. Okay. Caddyshack. <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is this is the coo- funniest, like coolest, weird, like fourth that wall thing. Cool. And yeah, yeah. So um, that was cool. And then of course, I know Chris Evans, man, he's fucking Captain America. Yeah. How do you not love Captain America? Well, and I, and I know you know what was that um, Cabin in the Woods? You really liked his kind of role in that. Was no, that dude. That oh, was I Chris, got that wrong. That's Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Hemsworth. Thor was in Cabin in the Woods. Yeah, and the only. God damn it. It, no, this is a case where my memory, <laughs> my poor memory, has retroactively inserted Chris Evans into that movie. Right. To, yeah. To yeah. And well, on. this is the second time yeah. on mic that I've corrected that. <laughs> Fuck me. But okay. okay. Fantastic Four. I also love him in... Uh, yeah, he is Johnny Flame. And I like him in Scott Pilgrim, too. Yes, he's awesome in Scott Pilgrim. He's the best in Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> the first thing you're going to hear is me hanging up the phone. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. That's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I really like Chris Evans, but like, I don't know if you want to... Are we going to dive into exactly like why... Or where these man crushers come from? Because we're just I, listening. I right am. Now. I am interested in. Well, okay. I mean, I can explain with Chris you. Kind of did. So you explain. Did. Okay. So Evans. for Chris Evans, I, I honestly think that the majority uh, of these, I mean, they 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 stem from the roles that these guys are playing, right? Like, it's not. I don't know Chris. You know, you don't know who Chris Evans is as a dude. See who any of these people are as people when you see them in the movies, right? Although, you know, Chris Evans does seem like a pretty cool-ass dude in real life and all that shit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. Maybe I just really have a hard on for Captain America <laughs> and it just happens to have Chris Evans' face on him. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he's, like, he's, like, genuine. He's, like, the all-American. He's, you know, he's the all American. He's the hero. He's the, he's the protagonist. He's, you know. Well, he, he honestly does seem to be, like, a really good guy um, in interviews and in real life. And maybe it shouldn't affect things. I like him a lot. And I like him a lot that he's, like, a good guy. Totally. Totally. And, you know, I think his comedy chops are a little bit underrated. I mean, you look at Spider-Man Homecoming, right? <laughs> yeah, the yeah. PSAs. And that was so awesome. That was really funny, yeah. That was definitely the best part of that movie. So. All right. Yeah. Now, that's my top three. 
Okay, now we got to confer okay. about Marty. I don't know about I Marty. think the much-discussed but never chosen Hugh Jackman will be on Marty's top three. Okay, and you think uh, Hardy makes that list? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say yes, yes but yeah, he could as he could be could have been smoke screening us, discussing him a little bit in the uh, very pre-prep when we were thinking. Yeah, about maybe, this maybe. I do think Jackman's got to be on the list, though. Um, I think that Wolverine means so much to Marty as a character, and was like one of his favorite superheroes. Okay, I like that. I honestly have no idea. Okay, if we got to pick Marty three, wants to bed. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I would throw in there. I would throw in there Bale, maybe also often discussed Christian Bale. Really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Laura, I'm honestly out of blank. I'm totally out of blank. Okay, so know. I got to think of a third, though. Then I'm trying to think of Marty's favorite movie. I can't even tell. I can't even tell you what, what your favorite movie is, Marty. What's your favorite movie? Oh, shit, I don't know. Yeah, see exactly. I got a question for you, Marty. <laughs> this may pick one of my or help me pick one of my answers. Did you like Prometheus and Alien Covenant? They were okay. Oh, damn it! You seen help me. Covenant? Yep. Oh, okay. Well, just because just because those movies suck doesn't mean. Well, uh, I'm thinking. Fastbender yeah, fast is my bender. third yeah, pick. Yeah, I don't know. He's too skinny. <laughs> he's, but he's so intelligent. <laughs> okay, so I, I you know what? Because we got nothing else. I wouldn't, Marty. Like, I wouldn't like Fastbender. He can't pick me up and throw me around. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, maybe we're going to look stupid the wall and kiss me passionately. <laughs> like Tom Hardy could. Okay, <laughs> uh, right. I'm going to go. I know Hardy's probably on the list. I'm going to go Bale Jackman. And I will go Fastbender. Okay, I'll sense. trade out Fastbender for McHale, for Joel McHale. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, see, I was, I've been like having a hard time nailing down exactly what my list was. But the funny thing is, is uh, Moby gave me my number one. Uh, that, that that really fit that when I was reminded of that, I went, yeah, that's right. He's number one. And uh, I'll get to number one. But number three would actually be Nathan Fillion. Oh, oh nice. yeah, good pick. Yeah, and good I, pick. I don't know. I just that that immediately came to mind was Nathan Fillion. I mean, I love him in Firefly, and you like the funny guys. Yeah, <laughs> I, do. I like them when they're you like, like a good sense. Of they humor. got like that sensitive, funny side too, but it's, it's under like that rugged like exterior. Right, you got to peel. I like an onion. You got to peel. Them. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then uh, number two, um, this was a toss up. But uh, I think I'll, I was a toss-up between uh, Tom Hardy and Chris Evans. And I'm going to go with Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, so definitely um, Tom Hardy, definitely number one then. <laughs> no, I decided Tom Hardy is... Uh, you know, I'm, he, not, Tom I'm Hardy, not that big on Tom Hardy. You know what? I mean, I, yeah, he's a beast yeah. and he's talented, but I don't know. No, I mean, other than the fact that I'm like, wow, he's really Bane. He's... He's banned, yeah, banned exactly. out his bane. Exactly. Um, oh, yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> your punishment must be more severe. Uh, nope, my first one is actually Hugh Jackman. Nice. And nice. Yeah, when Moby reminded me of that, I went, yeah, he's number one because he's Wolverine. <laughs> you know, he is, and I remember... See, it's the role, obviously, right? That's it. Well, when yeah. we were first being friends, I mean, you were crazy about Wolverine as long as I can remember. You know, That was like my motivation like, for getting into weight training. That Pretty is much. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. That's awesome. And, you know, when you look at, I think, Marty, you, you described this just when we were hanging out one time, but you look at when the first X-Men came out and it was like the perfect time for us. I mean, I'm a little bit older than you guys, but 
um, like teenagers when it first came out or, you know, just on the cusp of being teenagers. Oh, yeah. And of course, you know, X-Men has so much to go through with like, you know, um, changes and stuff like that that are happening, kind of like the awkwardness of being a teenager. But then, I mean, he's this awesome character from day one in the movie. You know, yeah, it just keeps movie. getting better. It just keeps getting better until with... X Men Origins, yeah, and then it gets worse. Hit... But then it gets better again. It did. Yeah. And I'll like, it's weird. I remember you being so happy after seeing. I think it was the Wolverine, the one in Japan, because like it it brought it back. And like, this is what a Wolverine standalone should be. Yeah, that, it, the Wolverine was really. Good. It was I really like that movie. People yeah. shit on that movie. I don't know really? why. Yeah. I, I The last, like, I guess, fight is shit on a lot. I, I guess. Yeah. And it's kind of like, okay, but I thought the whole movie was great. Me too. I really it. was. It. Yeah. It really righted the ship. Um, yeah, I agree with that. You yeah. know, even his cameo in X-Men First Class, that is one of my favorite cameos <laughs> it's ever. Pretty, it's pretty good. I, and especially because I, I didn't have it ruined. And, like, nowadays you almost always have those things ruined. And yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's, like, almost part of the marketing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, like, um, was the other one he cameoed in uh, Apocalypse, right? Where he's, yeah. they break him out as a terrible cameo. Yeah. And they ruined that in the marketing. Uh, yeah, they did. Like, right and away. honestly, that, that pretty much whatever they showed was, like, his scene. Like, he wasn't in yeah. it. Yeah. I mean, and it, there's this weird thing he has with Gene that she, like, touches his mind and calms, him, calms his berserker rage down. Mm-hmm. But other than that, yeah, he's just, yeah. Ugh. So, okay, Marty, do you think... That he should have won a fucking Academy Award for Logan? I think he should have been nominated for Logan. I think he's really good in Logan. Yeah. I agree, but I mean, I just, I don't know. I'm just not seeing a nomination. I I don't know. That whole movie felt like it transcended the superhero genre, even more than something like The Dark Knight that is really celebrated. Yeah, Logan felt like a drama. It felt like a real drama that just happened to have a guy. I don't even want to call him a superhero anymore because he's old. He's beaten down. Sure, he has a little bit of regenerative power left in his claws, but it's very down to earth. And it's about him as this kind of broken man looking for a last little bit of salvation. It's as nomination worthy as any superhero yes. film has ever been. Okay, I certainly agree with that. And yeah. I think, you know, you look at the body of work that Hugh Jackman's done as Wolverine and as an actor... And I left that theater feeling like this was like an emotional roller coaster. And I think without Hugh Jackman at the helm, but part part of that isn't the acting. Part of that is the 20 years of the character. Yeah. And I know that. So I am biased in that aspect. Like if this was a standalone film, then maybe it wouldn't be. Not, well, for sure, it wouldn't be nomination worthy. But if you can look at it, look at it as a whole, and sometimes the Academy does do that. They do, yeah. So they do. From that perspective, then I will. <laughs> See, Lord that's... of the Rings, like what by the time Lord of the Rings, so the first two Fellowship of the Ring and Twin Towers, they got you know some decent nominations, six or eight, but they didn't win a ton. But then Return of the King, it was like boom, Jackson won everything. Best director, it set a record. I don't know if it's been beaten or or if it tied a record, but it certainly had won the most Oscars ever by that point. Hmm. And so it's a legacy thing. And I agree with Marty. I think that Hugh Jackman, okay, I'll, I'll almost like pose the question on the head. What would Hugh Jackman have to do as Wolverine to win an Oscar or get nominated for an Oscar, if not Logan? Like I'd ask this to the not Academy. Tell me what he would have had to not- do. 
be Wolverine. Well, see, and that's bullshit that there's that stigma out there. That yeah, because I, he's a I, superhero I character, he cannot win. He cannot be nominated. Let's take some stupid little movie that cost $5 million to make and was like released in one theater in LA for two weeks. And it gets the nomination, you know, like the pleasantness of clouds or some shitty movie name like that. It just annoys me. <laughs> it really annoys me. It, it annoys me because, you know, I just feel like Marty said, this was a 20 year culmination of a character in the it was so satisfying and so perfect and it basically got ignored for that except for the screenplay nomination i'm done i've said what anyone okay to say. yeah no i he's yeah, hot that... <laughs> <laughs> he is. Get, Man, he's back on track. have you seen him recently though like he's lost all that muscle like he's just he's slim he's totally fit but yeah all well, the wolverine did muscles it for that him. uh what's that new movie is is that what he lost it all for uh yeah isn't it kind of like a musical or something like that yeah he's uh like what is that the entertain um, that carnival and the the big one yeah like, i forget really? what the, i forget what the hell the yeah, whatever carnival i don't yeah. know yeah he plays like something yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's really like a magician or Zach something Efron's in that too doesn't he play a magician and he's like fighting another magician and then they have <laughs> oh the prestige <laughs> isn't it the prestige isn't he in like the other he's not even in the prestige is he he's in like there's yeah, another there's one. Two that are um, yeah, yeah, the prestiges with oh, Bale and, right. and Jackman. Jackman. Okay, and the other one's called um, The Illusionist. Yeah, with, with Norton. With Norton. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. Wow. It, okay. I don't is think I've ever actually seen The Illusionist. I don't think I have either. Yeah. I've never seen The Prestige. Yeah. And The Prestige is really good. It is, yeah. yeah. Hey, you know what? I bet you Norton would have been on our list a decade ago. Yeah. A decade ago, a decade yeah. ago yeah. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. The fuck happened to Edward Norton? I haven't seen him. I don't know, man. Good question. Yeah, you know, it seemed like where things went south with Norton following, you know, him as as Hulk, he just really didn't pop up in much. He was in Birdman, and I thought he was good in that. Oh, he was really good in Birdman, yeah. But that's the only notable thing I can remember him being in recently. So you said you had some characters? These are different than what you're... Yeah, one's a movie character because I just couldn't go... And you know what? I won't make you guess. I'll just explain it. So Gerard Butler was someone I kind of wanted on my list, but I really only like him in two movies. And he, he's another ten decade ago on the list. Yeah. yeah. Well, oh yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, three hundred was eleven years ago now, two thousand seven. Wow. But Leonidas, him is Leonidas. Holy crap, that is on my list. There is oh, I loved three hundred so much. Every drop of blood, every Xerxes raising his arm in the air and being like, you know, sending some new massive army. And I just love everything Leonidas says in that movie. I'll do you one better. Spartacus Crixus. Oh yeah. Which may soon be on my list. Yeah. And um he was awesome as Deathstroke too in Arrow. Oh yeah, yeah. What's the guy's name? Like Man Man I don't know what it is. Manuel Bennett or something, I think. That but sounds familiar. There are two Spartacuses. We're talking Crixus. No, Cri- the oh. character Crixus in the series Spartacus. Oh, okay. And yeah. also original Spartacus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crixus, okay. Oh, Gannicus is pretty hot. Oh, Gannicus. Yeah, but I, he doesn't do it for me. He's That's too true. much of a pretty boy. He is. He's totally a pretty boy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you know who wins all-time pretty boy male actors? Got to be, well, or, or characters, Gaius Baltar. Oh, <laughs> yeah. He is a total oh, He's got his, like, flowing hair. Oh, Baltar. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Leonidas is on there. Um, 
Favorite video game character of all time. I, I think this would be another case where you guys kind of guess around. But this uh, is uh, getting into weird territory here. Elber, <laughs> Elber fucking Wesker. It can't from get any weirder. Yeah, we're, we purposely <laughs> made guess. it weird. Really? Wesker? I love I... Wesker. Holy crap. He is so awesome. He's like this badass looking scientist that kind of looks like Val Kilmer out of like Top Gun. He's got his big blonde hair. And just when you see him in remake, he's always fighting something which is different than the other supporting characters. So you'll always seem like, you know, he'll be taking on a boss by himself and he'll be like, hey, Chris, take a piece of the action. And I don't know, that was one of the first mature rated games I ever played. And it had a big impact on me. Um, Clearly. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't know at the time that Wesker was supposed to have a British, British accent, which he didn't have in Remake. And I kind of liked him with the American accent more. It just doesn't make sense for like a British guy to look like that, and I don't oh, know. what are you? What are you I doing? know, I know. I'm being like somehow yeah, racist. I've seen to a British lot people of different people with a lot of different ethnicities and a lot of different sizes and shapes with a British accent. Uh, <laughs> it's called you just have to I live know. in Britain. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, well, okay. If we're doing, really if we're doing cool. video game characters, like easy. Kratos. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. That's honestly the only one that comes to mind. Like and and like Kratos is a fucking beast. He's a goddamn he beast, is. man. He he kills gods and pulls out Cyclops' eyes and takes down Titans. Yeah, he's a he's a fucking madman. I mean, he's not the kind of one you settle down with. That's for sure. <laughs> no, you uh, can't. He'll probably accidentally murder you <laughs> in a fiery hut because Ares is playing mind tricks on him. So don't marry Kratos if he doesn't kill you. One of his enemies will. That's right. Did you? That answer actually surprises me from both of you guys. I thought you guys both would have gone with either Solid Snake or. Well, Big I didn't Boss. give you mine. No, answer. Marty was guessing mine. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mine is Solid Snake. Okay, awesome. I feel solid, or, okay. Solid or big boss? Solid Snake. Metal Gear Solid One. Solid Snake. Okay. Yeah. And so, and big boss from Metal Gear Solid. I guess I'm pretty a much the same guy. Okay, basically, but. David Hayter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Kiefer Sutherland when he says "do it." <laughs> oh, yeah, do it. So I tried to train my dog to to shit on command with uh, by saying "do it." When I got her, because you can do that with uh, a horse and Microsoft Five. five. And uh, so, like, whenever I took her out to go potty and sis and go potty, I'd go, do it. And, like, it never caught on because my wife wouldn't keep up with it. But Oh, see, yeah, you gotta, you gotta, it's a team effort. Yeah. Damn, oh, I tried. So, it would have been so awesome. That would have been awesome. Because <laughs> I, I spent an afternoon with Leland um, watching him play that game. And the do it was hilarious, <laughs> even not playing the game. I loved it. <laughs> it's just the horse is like his tail goes up, blah blah blah. <laughs> uh, like people can trip in it and stuff. Well, I mean, I would certainly pick uh, Snake Eater's big boss. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's yeah, the he original. But she wasn't even big boss in that. That's like him he's, becoming he's, he's big naked boss. snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you've never played Metal Gear Solid One. No, original, I haven't. But I haven't. Uh, if they ever make like a full on remake of that, like next gen, you should totally do it. Yeah. I really loved Snake Eater, though. MGS3 was so good. Yeah, that's one of the high points. It feels like every, like, the odd games are the best ones. Like, 1, 3, and 5. Yeah. Like, 4 was okay. Yeah, well, I mean, same even with God of War. I mean, the first installment of God of War was like, whoa, this game blows your mind. Mm -hmm. And then 2 was okay, but then, like, God of War 3 was crazy. Yeah. Like, God, yeah. And just... then what was the next one? Ascension? 
Um, yeah, I th- I think so. Yeah, Chron- Ascension was chronologically awful, awful, awful. Well, now the new one comes out in April. Yes, hope it's cool. Yeah, Should I be. don't imagine Kratos is gonna stick around for very long. They gotta kill him or something. I think I have to buy a PS4 Pro. I think my PS4 is dying. Oh really? Yeah. Oh no, that's garbage. Oh, yeah. I'll go with your 4K TV. I got a question for you guys about Kratos. Is I know he's the protagonist who you play in those games. That's is debatable. He, <laughs> really? I was gonna say, is he? A he's doing. Hero? The, he's doing the god shit work. He's not a hero. He's an anti-hero oh, for okay. sure. Yeah, yeah. He's doing the god shit work. Hmm. So his story, if you're unfamiliar, I am. Um, okay, so he was like this, this like warlord, or maybe he was just a soldier or something, and uh, his army or whatever was like badass and undefeated but then they go up against these bunch of barbarians that are just slaying the hell out of them and he finally meets their match he's about to have his head crushed in with a big old sledgehammer thing and he calls up to the gods to aid him for Ares specifically and Ares grants him these these weapons the blades of chaos and with it uh allowed Kratos to slay the barbarian foes and then uh that secured his servitude to Ares Ah. So, and of course, with the Blades of Chaos, he became even more effective as this warlord guy. And just, uh, you know, in the name of Ares, just like killing and taking over and pillaging everything. And then so Ares, though, realized that Kratos still was a bit soft because he had a wife and daughter. So he staged an attack on a village where Kratos' wife and daughter were and... Basically, in the midst of this chaos, this burning hut, Kratos bursts in there and slaughters everything. And then the smoke clears and it's he's murdered his wife and child. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, Ares, like, tricked him. And then this old, like, oracle lady, uh, the reason his skin is white is she, this oracle lady, uh, like, I guess cursed him or whatever. So, he'll never forget. Basically, uh, imprinted his dead family's ashes onto his skin. And that's why he's that's why he's white that's why his skin is white wow. and then um yeah and then from then on kratos had a hard on for killing Ares. so oh, okay. yeah but he was in service to the gods for 10 years so. long time so I, I can't really remember from the new trailers but it doesn't look like his skin's white really anymore yeah it looks a little faded yeah looks, uh yeah he looks more like because like uh, he's like african-american i think yeah kratos is actually like african-american and yeah his skin has looked a little faded yeah it's not like as stark white as I'm interested to see how they relate this game to the originals. Like if they, like yeah, if it's a soft reboot know. or if like what I don't, I don't know. know what's going to happen because like at the end of God of War three, the world is fucked. Yeah, like Pandora's box is whoop, all the way open, and yeah. Kratos murdered all of the gods who controlled all of the world, and now there's storms in disarray. The earth is dying and. All the titans are dead. Well, this uh, one has different mythology, so yes, maybe it's going to be yeah. like, I don't know. It's going to be weird. He takes, what, what's that uh, thing in Thor where you can go to a different world? The Rainbow Bridge or whatever? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's basically going to like uh, Is Isgard or whatever. Yeah. Or <laughs> goes to a new world. Yeah. Because it's all like Viking shit, he right? fucked up the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And he gets a do-over with his... <laughs> God of War, the do-over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you boys have any other picks for characters or anything? Or... No, I'm good. Good? 
Yeah, I think that covers it. All right, Leland, take it away. Well, now it's time for the crazy about cardboard segment, where we're going to chat a little bit, little tiny bit about our experience with Charterstone so far. Now, we're going to, no spoilers, really. I mean, we haven't even actually gotten to anything that we could really spoil. I mean, we've only, we just, uh, we played our second game right before we started recording. So we're not even that far into it, really. Uh, I hear like around game three or four is when the game starts to really start to ramp up. So what are you, what do you guys think of the the legacy style of game? I mean, I've never, this is my first legacy game. Yeah, it's mine too. It's mine too. I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Um, I think, I think there's a few things we should make known to listener. Um, We made a mistake in the first game. Well, I I did. Leland fucked up. (laughs) See, look at me being humble enough to try to take responsibility for everyone. Yeah, I I screwed up because I didn't, I couldn't, somehow couldn't use an index properly. And uh, Marty and I opened up some crates and I handed out the wrong cards because I was looking at the incorrect crate number. And so we, we have some buildings built that uh shouldn't i don't think we have come out yet no no they shouldn't have (laughs) yeah yeah and they're they're very advanced and we're kind of i mean they referred to stuff that we literally didn't have rules for or understand what the icons meant um luckily we caught it so listener the board is divided into different zones you've got a zone that's kind of a mining place for or a forest uh, a field area where you know grain is Sure. Growing. They and generally correlate to one of each of the six different resources. Exactly. And there's a number of kind of hex squares there or hex. Hexa- uh, they're hexagons. Hexagons. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm trying to in my mind. like I'm trying in my mind to think, okay, well, they're kind of oblong. How many sides do they have? Yeah, no, they're, they're hexes. They're hexes. Yeah. And so you actually um, will get buildings oh, wait, that are you they can hexes? build. Maybe they're just diamonds. We'll call them hexes. We might be <laughs> wrong, listener. Okay, disclaimer. <laughs> but you actually, when it. you build a building, you literally pick a spot and you you, you sticker it. And it's it permanent. Into, into your section of the board. Yeah. And so my section, which is heavily industrial and based around clay, which is pretty much brick, uh, we actually did do that correctly. And it's interesting to see how the buildings there are growing. It's It's a lot of fun. It feels like... You know, like your first couple games, you're brand new in this world and the rules aren't that deep because there's not much that you can do yet. You're just trying to survive and harvest a few resources and build a building or two and just get your feet on the ground. And I I like that feeling. It feels like a colonization game. And that's probably the best thing I can say for it. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Yeah, I'm kind of, uh, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm enjoying playing with you guys, obviously. I mean, uh, I'm... Uh, mentioned numerous times that like worker placement it's probably my favorite game mechanic and it does yeah it certainly feels like finally we're starting we're getting better buildings that are more efficient actions and we are collectively building up this this little place and but like i'm i'm not sure if i'm totally sold on the legacy style yet yeah i have some like personal qualms just like like nitpicky of my own like ocd shit like i i really don't 
enjoy not having all of the rules. Yeah. I, I don't I don't like that. That's just like I I I I need to have them all like in front of me and like especially with that fuck up. I got I like I built yeah. I built a building um for that that introduced an entirely new rule that uh when I grab the cards again I don't know why it was so difficult for me to figure out how to use this index but I didn't gra- I grabbed all the cards but this the rule card that explained what the building, you know, the rule that applies to the new building. So, like, after that first game, we didn't have that. And we're like, oh, man, did we just really, did I just really fuck things up? Like, uh, how are we going to do? Because we don't even know how to use this building properly because we don't have that rule. And then I, I realized playing this game, oh, I should have grabbed this card, which now explains how and why to use this building. But, I and I took advantage of it since I opened the specific crate, um, you know, you, you search through. So the game comes with like what's called an index and it has, you know, four to 500 of these cards that as the game directs you, it will tell you what number, what card number to pull. So, you know, okay, I open up this crate number eight or whatever. I, oh, I flip through. Okay. I'm going to pull out card 23 through 25, 260, and then 310 or whatever. And one of those may be a new rule. One of them could be something that it puts to your personal supply or gets added to the general supply. So I've opened and I and I I took advantage of this new rule, but it felt like because we kind of jumped ahead and opened a crate that may not even have actually come into the game for another game or two, if at all, that I'm looking at this 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 card that I put into my my personal supply and I'm like I just I just can't do this at this early stage of the game. So that whole second game I felt like I was I felt like I was really behind. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. I felt like I was really behind on what I could do. Like I couldn't keep up with you guys score-wise whatsoever. Well, Marty's rocking it. So I, Yeah, we, you you had some You you were rocking synergy. it the first two games and I, I guess what I'd ask for you, Marty, in addition to your overall thoughts about the game, but y- you seem to really naturally get it. And why is that? Yeah, sorry. I was kind of daydreaming about pizza we're going to eat later. And I got really <laughs> uh, off in my own head about thinking about eating it. And then I all of a sudden you were talking to me and I'm like, oh, oh shit, I'm doing a podcast. Um, <laughs> no, yes, I, I'm glad we're keeping your rapt attention. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just saw Leland talking and all of a sudden it was pizza. Oh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. It's pizza. Come on, guys. No, um, I, I like it so far. I we We had a bit of a space between the first and second game so like when, yeah, when we started up today i was kind of lost on what i wanted to do again because i had an idea and i then i remembered that I've been, I've been playing the reputation track that was kind of my goal to start the game i had a uh, i got a character i think that uh, gave me a bonus for using the reputation yeah, track yeah. and and the reputation track is cool there's certain things within the game that you do that allows you to gain reputation you just put what's called this influence marker yeah which every player has a limited supply of and that's that's pretty much the game ticker of, of the of the you know the game timer of the round. But as you put it on this reputation track, at the end of the game, person with the most reputation on it will score ten points, and then second place will get seven, and then what is third like four points or something? Yeah, it's ten, yeah. seven, and four. And of course, we're only playing three of six potential players, so that track starts at a different spot depending on player count. 
So there's only a limited number of spaces. Like you guys, the both of you, Marty and Moby, were were throwing shit on that reputation track like crazy, and I couldn't. I just couldn't keep up. Yeah, we were in an arms race. I couldn't even mm-hmm. get enough. I couldn't even get enough. I couldn't even get the third influence onto that reputation track before you guys filled it up for me to achieve one of the uh, public uh, object- objectives that's yeah. out there. Yeah, which yeah. is which doing so it's that's worth five points. So, and I didn't do a single. There's always three public ones out there for you, listener, and I couldn't do a single one of. I didn't do a single one of those. Whereas I think both of you did all three. Wasn't did you not? Yep, yep. Yeah. Ugh, no wonder I was behind. What was your private one? Oh, okay. So it gave me a card, and it said um, that uh, oh, if I have four. Or more types of um, the the cards, the oh, okay. the yellow backed cards. I forget what they're called, but so that's what I mentioning. Like I don't even there aren't even there wasn't even four different types that I could buy from the marketplace to even achieve it at this right. point, right? So I think it's way too early. I mean, we only just introduced another a different type of card into that communal pile, which. Uh, we only you shuffle into that main deck, right? So we didn't even see any of them for you and I, Marty. This game. No, I didn't. I yeah. didn't touch any. Uh, we didn't get any. Of I those, had trouble so. actually. My biggest thing was getting points this game. I didn't build anything though. Um, and <laughs> what are you talking about? You ended up with fifty points. I well, no, I know that was my thing. I wanted to get the points, but I didn't end up building anything new. I was or yeah. getting a new creator. That was the only way I got points. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I ended up getting fifty points. I ended up getting six. Uh, Glory points at the end of the game, where I think you, Leland, you only got two. Yeah, I only yeah. got two. So, listener, glory points at the end of every game, regardless of whether that you win, you get a glare, a one glory point for every uh, multiples of ten that you've scored in the game. So, I only scored like twenty six or something on that second game. So, I only got two glory points, whereas Marty and Moby both scored. I think Moby, while you were in the thirty something, yeah. And then Marty was scored like 50 points and then got a bonus from, from another thing in the game. And then you use those glory points to fill in this, this little chart that's basically like a star, a row of stars. And for every glory point, you fill in one of those stars. And if you have a, one of those complete rows filled, then at the beginning of every game, you get a bonus uh, of whatever row that... Um, whatever that row of stars uh, applies to like you could you could start the game with a, an extra coin or an extra resource or just straight up three points which is what i'm actually working on right now that's a good one too yeah it's a pretty yeah. good one yeah yeah see i'm doing the reputation track so i think i'm one point away and i'll start every game with a reputation that's really good but the especially only- if that reputation objective always comes up yeah the only negative being it always takes away an influence that's true. That's true. So every player starts with 12 influence markers. So you're going to be only ever starting with 11. Yeah. Then. And like when you build a building, you it costs you influence. When you when you open crates, it costs you influence. Um, and then so when someone runs out of influence, there's this little, this little ticker that every time a major event kind of happens in the game, you move it down to basically the end of the timer. And when that little marker gets to the end of the timer, the game's over. But whenever a player is out of influence, whenever they take a turn, that ticker automatically moves down, regardless if they've succeeded in performing one of the major 
one of the three major actions that influences that track, which are, what are they, building buildings? If you build a building, you open a crate, and what's the third one? Um, Shit, I don't, what is the yeah. third one? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what the third one is, but there's three of them. Maybe yeah. it's doing an objective. Is that one? No, that can't be it because we weren't doing that. No. 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 Um, yeah, it's interesting hearing your guys' strategies. Um, I'm kind of going towards resource heavy, such as increasing my resource capacity and getting resource bonuses. The reason for that is as we're starting to get, I don't even want to call them the advanced buildings, but more advanced buildings than the basics. There's a lot of trade one resource and get a fairly substantial swap, like a coin in a victory point or a coin in a reputation. And I feel like building up my resources is going to give me flexibility. The only negative being that you only have a certain amount of resources every time you start a new game. Right. But I, for example, today, because I wasn't the winner, the new rule was I got to increase capacity. Right. So I increased my capacity for um, resources. Resources, right. Smart, yeah. So, So, and I will continue to build that up. Right. So for listener, the capacity determines how much of of a certain resource uh, like resources or money or cards that you can carry over to the next game. Right. So if you have more than what your capacity is, you lose that. And by the time I get, I would see even one more capacity, especially two more. I feel that's going to give me a quick start when I start yeah. because I'm going to have the flexibility cash here, cash there. That's true. So do you think then you can equate that flexibility into wins then? Because you have to lose games before you get that. So that means... For you to get, for <laughs> I'm you doing very good with that right now. Well, yeah, for you to get two more, yeah. by the that would mean you haven't won a single game by the time we hit game five because yeah. you would lose three and game four. Yeah, and those those wins because you play twelve games and those wins right you gains you a trophy, and then that uh, is a, you know you add up a final score at the end of the whole legacy campaign thing to determine who is the final winner. So you think that flexibility you can turn that into more wins on the back end that that is the strategy because i'm believing that the buildings are going to continue to ramp and how efficient they are and how powerful what you get from them yeah i don't know if that's true i haven't cheated by looking up the game on the internet sure i am taking a gamble here and i'll admit it the issue is is i i would like to compete with reputation like marty does but i think i'm falling behind even after two games where it'd be difficult to try to go head to head with them because I saw that in this game. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, the funny thing is, though, like, Marty, you had you had that worker that synergized with the reputation, right? Right. But you, you've since gotten rid of him. He's yeah. gone now as part of you being ramping your score for that last yeah. game, right? Yeah. I had so, exactly. So, I feel like there's this – there's going to be this ebb and flow because – so at the end of game one, there was no capacity restriction for us, right? Right. That didn't kick in until the end of game two, and you—I mean, that's not—that's not a spoiler. You—you'll—you'll find—you find that out, right? You and during game one, you open up the rule book, and there's there's nothing that tells you anything about capacity. So you, Marty, started with a pretty huge abundance of did, resources yeah. that you oh, yeah. gained at the end of game one, knowing that. Yeah, the game's ticking down, and now you you can tell there's only a certain amount of rounds. I'm just going to gain, 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 right? Mm. So that also allowed you to very quickly get that uh, one of those objectives, having one of every resource type as well, right? Yeah. 
But now that we're all abiding by the capacity, that that jump is not as significant as it's oh, going yeah. to be, right? It'd take much longer for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We'll see. It's an experiment, but hey, that's part of the fun of the game, right? You know, I'm seeing in my zone specifically the the industrial zone with the clay that uh, there's some really good stuff that I can transmute my resources into. Right. But that said, you got to remember my favorite current, what do they call them? P- profile? Who you're Persona. Act- persona. Yeah. So listener, you have a persona that you pick one for the start of your game, whatever game that is, and they give you a bonus as well. Well, my persona gives me a victory point every time I spend a clay on a clay building to transmute it to various things. And that's my zone that I'm building up. Yeah. So I think that there's going to be some increased synergy there. If there's not, I'm oh, going to yeah. fall flat on my face. Definitely. You need to specialize. So that's that's one thing. So when we opened up Marty's first crate, <laughs> what I did was I, I like, I don't know why I did this. It was so stupid in hindsight. But I looked, I completely ignored the number in the crate for whatever fucking reason. And then I kind of just looked at the crate, no, the card number. Because, of course, it's an index. Every card is, is numbered. So I'm like, oh, okay, you got card number six. So here's all the stuff for crate six. Like, I don't know why or how I screwed that up real hard. So, but it had just so happened that your card number corresponded to a crate number within the starting six buildings for every territory. So basically, you got, Marty, the... The buildings, and which corresponded with a specific resource for one of the starting... Yeah, they corresponded with the ones for the wheat. Right. Um, which is I, not the territory that you started no, in. No, but I did notice they're very similar to the upgrades that Moby got, which were the correct upgrades. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, Whereas but, yours was um, a so, step advanced. Yeah, so because yeah. what the crate I opened for myself, again, I just looked at the card number and not the number on the crate. Um. It, it was uh, numbered beyond those, you know, one through six, which would be starting buildings. So all I have in my area are built are, is was this advanced building, meaning I get, and I got a persona that I had no idea to, how to use because I didn't grab the rule card at the same time, right? So uh, I don't, I didn't have that synergy at all this game too, because I didn't use that persona because I, I just used the base persona because I didn't think it was going to do anything. But in hindsight, I should have used it anyways because the game encourages you as you get more personas. It encourages you to swap them out and use them because every time you use a persona for the first time at the end of the game, you color in this little triangle. And then at the end of the campaign, you get bonus points for every persona you've used. So I really should have just used it anyways. But... Again, it wouldn't have given me the same synergy that you guys were using. But what has happened now in game two, like, so our little fix for it before we realized that we could pull that rule card was that I just, that that empty building card um, that had the, I think it was like the botanical gardens or whatever. I just put that into the main, the general supply of cards you could buy from the market, right? And then I just bought another one. So I bought a starter crate, basically, for game two. So now I have all the buildings that make pumpkins and do pumpkins good. So for game three, I can start with the pumpkin person persona and have the benefits of that synergy now. 
So now I'm like kind of on the same level with you guys. Here's a game behind. Yeah, a little bit, but I wouldn't even think it's a game behind. I mean, mm-hmm. thankfully, I won the first game at least. So like yeah. you and I both, Marty, have one win each, which is you know good. Yeah, it's kind of funny that even though I ended up with the wrong thing, it really didn't matter for me. No, it because didn't. I just ended up. I basically just shifted to a new territory. Exactly. So exactly, and you, because all the territories are open, to everybody, it doesn't matter. Yeah, and you special you're specializing now a different resource. Yeah. Instead of what was your starting one? Iron? I think it was iron. Or yeah. coal, maybe. It was coal, coal I think. Yeah. So instead of coal, you're now the wheat guy. Yeah. Whereas Moby is now the clay guy. I, I started as clay, exactly. but um because everything went right for me. Right. As far as opening the crates to start, I'm happy building up clay. I like Oh where sure. It's I going. mean again, it, and it doesn't matter because we all those sure. starting buildings all do the same thing just with a different resource, right? So really, that misstep wasn't wasn't really that much of a misstep. Like it didn't affect the game at all so far. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Like now we have those rules. We can play with. They're in the book now. There we peeled the sticker off of the card and stuck it in the rule book. They're there now. Can I bring up a minor? Because this is all. This was all started with you, Leland, talking about kind of where you're unsure about the game. That you know you don't really like that. You don't know all the rules. What I'm having trouble with is. I actually think there's very little interaction between the players in the game. We're really just doing our own thing. And the only time we interact is if our meeple, our worker, bumps another worker back. That's very little interaction in itself. It just means you don't have to reclaim your own guys once you have two out in the field. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, it's fun, but it feels like you're almost playing side by side, not together. Yeah, it's... It's uh, it's very like multiplayer solitaire yeah. is a common phrase. Yes, yes. And I'm wondering if, you know, this game plays six players. It could be just because we're only playing half of a player count. Now there is a there is a variant where you can can use what's called an automa automata or whatever that was called that controls inactive charters. I I don't I don't want to use it. Yeah, I don't know what it will, how it will affect. I just don't want to. I don't want to take care of it. Like, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, whatever, right? But that's a yeah, that's a super good point. There's there's very little interaction. Although in this, so what interaction there is, it's all passive interaction, right? Like the three of us vying for that reputation track. That's like as much interaction as this game's gonna get. Yeah. The, from what, in my opinion, anyways. That seems like the main interaction is right. like, okay, I know what Moby's planning. Let's stop him. Exactly. Or do it before him. Exactly. You yeah. might not be able to actively do it, you know, stop him. But you can't but, stop him from getting the resource he wants. But you can also choose not to bump him off a place so he has to waste a turn pulling his guys back. Exactly. You know, like, that's exactly. the interaction. Right exactly. There. And it's, and again, with more rules, I mean, there's a, there's a capacity thing. We have a capacity for something on that box that we have no idea what it's related to. Yeah. So maybe as we get farther in, there will become we'll get more interaction, and that interaction will ramp up, just like the city building has been ramping up. Who knows? I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't like not knowing. <laughs> like right, like this is one of the thing. Like it feels like we're getting these rules, and then you get you you have to wait a, a whole game before you can even figure out or try to make any type of strategy to take advantage of these new rules. And or cards and or, 
you know, components or whatever. I also have to wonder, like, how far into the game is it going to stop introducing new things? Like, are yeah. we, is it yeah. going to be, like, right up in the last one? Or are we, like, for major new, you know, gameplay elements? Right, right. Um, like, what what does the fi- what is the final game going to look like? And, like... That final game can't introduce you. When you're, you're playing a typical game for the first time, you're going to make mistakes. With this game, it can be so detrimental... To like seems next, that way. Like, seems that. But uh, maybe, maybe it can't be though. Like, like after that first game, I really thought like the game was fucked, and I was like down. I was bummed that I screwed that up. Yeah, I was really bummed and pissed at myself for fucking that up. And I don't. And now I'm like, whatever. We fixed it. It fixed itself. It wasn't even that big of a That's deal. That's true. It wasn't that big. Of a yeah. Deal. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know. Just the fact that it can happen is kind of frustrating to and me. I, I, me too, and me too, and I don't like that. That's why I don't, I don't like not having all of the rules. I mean, the reveal's cool, right? I mean, I don't know. I, what is that? What's game twelve going to look like? That's, that's because like at, this game was designed where after you've done those twelve games, the game you have as is is a playable, like regular worker placement game. Interesting. Mm. Yeah. Just with you just play with all the rules, I guess. I don't oh, know. Okay. Unlike Pandemic Legacy, where it's generally when you're done with that game, yeah, you can bust it out and play Pandemic regularly, but it's weird, I think. Mm-hmm. Again, I've n- never played any of the Pandemic Legacies. Yeah. And this also, is your first legacy. This game. is my first yeah. legacy game, yeah, yeah. And also like I've heard lots of comparisons saying where like this compared to Pandemic Legacy, like legacy like Pandemic has like the whoa, mind blowing, like big board world changing reveals mm-hmm. as opposed to charterstone maybe a little less so a little less story wise maybe i don't know well even just thematically charterstone just seems kind of soft like it's not yeah. a heavy sort exactly of thing, it's, right? yeah yeah it's interesting though like because like it's a competitive game mm-hmm. it's a it's a weirdly like almost semi-cooperative game like yeah we're building the same space but we are competing yeah and yeah Although there's, again, like you were saying, Moby, yeah, the interaction, there's not much for competition, it feels like. Yeah, you don't really feel bloodthirsty. No, no. Again, yeah, I'm just sitting there. I'm like, how am I going to do what I need to do before (laughs) you guys need to do what you need to do? Yeah, I'm just sitting there going, I'm having fun. This is fun. And now it's over. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just... um, I like it though. It's I'm I, enjoying it. I sure, mean, I'm enjoying it. It helps that I won the second game because winning. Yeah, was that fun. you destroyed. But yeah, even after the first game, which I didn't win, I, I enjoyed it. and I knew it was going to improve and yeah. move on. And yeah, I, I mean, I think it'll be. I don't know if it'll be a challenge to play all twelve games, but I'm wondering if by like game ten we're going to be like, all right, yeah, a little be like charges is this over yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I hope not. I hope I'm entertained the whole way through. Yeah, and I mean, that I, enough changes are ha- happening. I'll be excited just to see the scoring at the end, how that works. Yeah, actually. Yeah, because, like, um, I think you get, like, scoring for the buildings that you have in your territories. They're all worth, like, end of campaign victory points. Right. Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be cool. Okay. It's going to be cool. Yeah. First impressions. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah, well, I think that's kind of enough. Yeah, I think, I think so too. for now. That's good. Do we yeah, sing we'll, Marty to we'll, introduce your segment? Or? Well, I mean, I guess we'll revisit okay. Charterstone when we played more, right? Yeah, yes, well, definitely. Yes, that was part definitely. one of our Charterstone. Sure, sure, yeah. sure. I That's figure cool. maybe every two games or whatever, we'll throw Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, something like that. Whatever. Uh, maybe every six or maybe after the next ten. Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah, you know, one, uh, just a brief interlude. 
Um, I have one other notable for the Man Crush segment, which Ooh. was Jason Bateman. Oh, oh okay. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's pretty good. I yeah. tell you, you like the funny guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, right. that makes me laugh. Oh, sassy humor sexy. It's time for Video Game Variety Show. And uh, this episode is called Deep Daddy, where we dive deep into Dream Daddy. Moby, yeah. introduce us with the Dream Daddy theme song. Dream Daddy, who's gonna be your dream? Dream, dream, dream. Daddy. <laughs> oh, Dream Daddy. Oh, my goodness. That's well, funny. so I saw this game when it came out in the summer. I, I remember seeing like a brief trailer for it and it didn't really show much. It just kind of had the song and like a couple clips of you talking to men. And I thought it was freaking hilarious, but I, I, I really had no like nothing to judge it on. And I didn't pick it up because I didn't have a PC at the time. But uh, yeah, we kind of just it came back into our lives, so to speak. Moby picked it up. And uh, then I think we all ended up with it. Yep. Just through. Did we all buy it for ourselves? I think we did. Yeah. I bought well, it. For, I, I bought it because Moby's having such a good time with it. Yeah. And then I picked it up for the podcast, as we say. <laughs> and uh, and I'll, actually, that was after I bought it for Moby's brother for his birthday. That's right. So, uh, Which he probably hasn't touched it. Knowing no, him. I checked. He played it uh, for like 12 minutes worth. Oh. Hey. Right. And so he, he basically turned it on, looked at it, and went, Made wow. an avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> you listen to the theme song. I, I think the theme hits too close to home. The theme song is the best. Honestly, it's so fucking catchy. Like it is. it's in your head as soon as you fire it up. So it's like an interesting game because it was developed. Um, it's underneath the, like the Game Grumps uh, brand, and Game Grumps was like a set of like let's play videos on YouTube. It was like a YouTube channel, oh. and I guess they've kind of expanded into media at some point. And there's a, the. Uh, the two creators, Leighton Gray and Vernon Shaw, I guess um, they had an idea and Game Grumps ran with it and they were able to develop their game. And uh, That's it, cool. It all, I think it just started as like a joke, sort of, like they were just kind of talking about it and um, not to, hopefully not to paraphrase them wrong, but I was reading some interviews and it just kind of, it took off from there when they realized that actually sounds like a great idea. Are they gay? Uh, one of them is, I think think oh okay i can't remember which one okay because uh i don't do that much research (laughs) i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with leighton is that gonna be on their wikipedia page (laughs) uh no and there wasn't a watch mojo video about it so there will be there will i couldn't prepare top 10 gay video directors (laughs) (laughs) um no uh there's not so what i like about dream daddy so far, and I, I have beaten it, but I haven't done everything in it. Um, is the main thing is the writing is really good. It's yes, so it is clever, fantastic. Fun. You know, like as far as gameplay mechanics and um, depth of like everything in the game. I mean, the most, the deepest part of the game is the writing. Like clearly, a lot of effort went into making the writing funny, mostly topical. Um, it's never like sometimes humor in games is really cringeworthy and it's very rarely is this like, ugh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. totally. And totally. if it is, ugh, it's tongue-in-cheek. It's, it's, it's meant to be, yeah, yeah, ugh. Yeah. Uh, They're making know, dad jokes. I mean, if just a few random thoughts on it. If I ever have children, I hope uh, Amanda, the uh, main daughter. character's daughter, yeah. is very similar to my children because I think she has she shares my sense of humor. Totally. Um, I'd hope to raise a child that yeah, that's could like, have that outlook on life. That yeah, she does. I hope to like nail that. Have you gotten to the part in the game where you have to have a talk to with Amanda about uh, like her friends at school? 
No, I yeah. haven't. Okay. Uh, we just had a fight, though. Was, she was crying in her room, and I pressed her on what was wrong. She just told me to get the hell out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know what's going on with her. Um, there's a segment where you have a talk with her about what's happening to her. Oh, okay. And, uh, like, some of the things you can pick to say are so funny. And you just feel like the most clueless person. <laughs> Even as you're having the conversation, the main character's like, I have no idea what she's talking about. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. So you have to, like, fake it. And I try, love the inner monologue. And try to remember what, like, people have told you, which can be really hard. Right. Because, like, I've had dates, too, where you're like, oh, crap, what did that guy say? Yeah. Yeah, and that's... So, have... Because I've only... I haven't actually played it all that much. I played... I've been on basically four... Maybe five dates. Okay. And that's mainly because I don't like any of the dudes, really. Yeah. Because, like, you meet everybody at the barbecue, right? Yeah, so basically yeah. you start up the game, you start an avatar, you move to a new... Um, cul-de-sac. Cul-de-sac <laughs> in the city. Where all the gay dads live. Yeah, apparently all the dads live, and all of them are gay, uh, even the ones that have wives. Yep. Um, the one that has a wife. And you meet them all, and then all of a sudden you make a dad book profile, which is like... <laughs> yeah. The dad equivalent of Facebook, I guess, and you uh, get to message him to hang out and make friends, and it can be more than that. So that's the main like mechanic of the game, but then it's interluded with um, like other story segments with your daughter or other characters, right? And depending on how many I uh, guess dates you go on, then all of a sudden there's another story segment. Um, so I'm wondering if I missed a few. I actually I chose to go because if you go on the third date with a dad, that ends it. Um, I chose to do that pretty quickly just to wrap it up because I hadn't had a chance to do all the dates yet. I'm curious to see who Moby picked, but uh, maybe before we get there, I just want Moby's take on it because Moby's played the most. Yeah, I played the most. So basically what happens, listeners, once you get to the place where you've got the uh, dad page, which is like dad Facebook, that's a hub. You can go on up to two dates with each dad in any order you want, and it has no impact on the final um, bit of the game. Um, what I like, well, I think we've already talked about it, Marty, is it, if I talk about the early choice with one of the dads, that would that be a spoiler? Have we ever we, shied away from Yeah, spoilers? I mean, it was probably going to be a spoiler. There's going to be spoilers from YouTube for me, yeah. too, but I'm I'm fine. Well, well, full spoiler warning. One of the dads, his name is Robert. And before you get to the oh, hub. Wait, do we want to just um, try to split it into first part non-spoilery, last That's a good part idea. spoilery? Yeah, okay. okay. We've never tried that before. Why don't we do that? Okay, okay so we're going to start with non-spoilery. Yeah, so we'll yes. start with non-spoilery. And then we'll do a spoiler so warning like for the rest general, of the General, like, general things. thoughts. Um, I like it. I It's a lot of fun. The writing never shies away um, from being funny. And it it's like they never took a segment off with the writing, I feel. I feel like uh, there's not – the game doesn't really have good graphics. It's just 2D characters that occasionally will make a, a change to show an emotion like laughing or whatnot. Um, it doesn't have any speaking except for some noise effects. Some noise effects, which are pretty funny because you might, are, yeah. you might, you might have someone saying like, "I've got to go to the bathroom now." Except the noise effect is awesome, and you know, they get <laughs> yeah. paired with it, and it's funny. It's good. And who do I really like? Uh, the pastor guy, Joseph, is his name. His mm-hmm. stuff is like. This stuff is like, uh, oh, Kirk Douglas. And he just throws like random shit like that out of nowhere. I had a really bad date with him. 
Oh boy. So like the bake sale date. Oh yeah. Yeah. So I, that, Which I nailed. Yeah. So that one, everything I did. <laughs> Which he, I nailed. You know, he, he doesn't seem like the kind of guy who goes like, oh, God doesn't let us do that. But like, I, the first thing I did was lie to somebody and he's like, oh, that's like one of the few things we're not supposed to do. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, no. and then I got rated down for that. Oh Yet, no. Even after the end of a date where he, he had a black cloud come out of his face, like, Four or five times, I still got a yeah. B. Wow. What? Yeah. And then I've had a date with someone else where I had one black cloud and I got a C. Wow. Yeah, see, I don't get these ratings. These ratings it's, are... It's, it's dad dependent, I think. Yeah, and oh. it's... It, you know, you can see when you make a dad happy because, like, sparkles sure. and hearts come out of their avatar. Yeah, I lost my train of thought there, what I was saying. Uh, anyway, so, yeah, I, I have completed two dates with all of the dads. Um, and Whoa. I did pick my final dad, uh, which I guess I won't spoil just yet. Um, I will say that the dad, there was one dad I had a very, very hard time with, and it's not Robert for reasons you guys know. It's actually Craig. Craig, who I was having real dates with, I did too. I got C's on them both. I absolutely really? screwed everything up with I Craig. Because you're not a bro. I, I'm not a bro. <laughs> I'm not, not a bro. bro. And it's interesting. I like Craig, though. Yeah, you know what? In real life, I, I wouldn't on, hang out with the guy. I only went on one day with him. You know what? In real life, I probably wouldn't hang out with him either. He's probably my least favorite of all of them. Actually, you know what? Maybe I would. He seems like a nice dude. He does. He seems like he like works hard. Yeah, he does work. He is a hard worker. Yeah. He is a hard worker, and, but uh, he's not very He gave intrigued. me an A. I got an A. Mm. We had a good day. Yeah, I think I had a pretty good first day with him, too. Yeah, good for you. He was the first guy I went out with, actually. Yeah. Just because um, it seemed natural. We were old college buddies. Yeah, I think yeah, he, he was my first. Grab a beer. He was my first. To, nope, second. Uh, my first day was Matt. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Maybe my first day was Matt, too. Yeah, you know, Matt with the whole music thing. He, that's what he is, listener. He's really into music. Yeah, and you go to a yeah. concert with him at one point. I just didn't dig that too much. I did. Um, he was actually one of my top choices. One of your top yeah. choices. Oh, okay. I liked Brian. I'm not really Even though he was it. the least attractive of the guys. Kind of like this he like a contractor. Dick. Yeah, but it's fun going like fun, fake cocky with him. Like you guys both know you're trying to one-up each other. And his uh, dates are pretty fun. Okay. They have good mini games with them. The first date with him. Have you guys both done the first date I've with him? Never this been isn't on really. Dates why would I go on with him? He's been nothing but an asshole. There. Why the hell would I go with him? There's yeah. a mini golf mini game, and it is so much fun. God. I will go back okay. just right. to play the mini That's golf. You game. play 18 holes. <laughs> really? Yeah, it's I, a long. I did mini see game. an achievement that you can get for that. That's funny. And That's it's funny. awesome because you try to one up him. You basically tell him in all seriousness that you get a hole in one every single hole. <laughs> which is not obviously true, but you get major bonus points for getting holes in one. Okay, that's funny. And uh, so, okay. So basically the way I have, I've approached this right. is I have approached this uh, as if I was role playing. Sure, sure. Which I think in our all banter segment, we talked about how really it's, you you can't really role, like the main character, even if you name him, like Leland in Dream Daddy, has, like you said, Moby, a very distinct personality. He does. So yes. you can't, it's very difficult to, to put yourself in the shoes. Of, like, it's not just like this blank slate of an avatar. And it's it's not meant to be, obviously. You're not meant to be like, well, if I was in this situation, what would I do? But you apply the same thinking to this character, right? So I have not gone on dates with 
I've only gone on dates with the with the guys that I I actually liked after meeting them all. Like, I'm not gonna go out with the leather jacket dude, knife daddy, as the game <laughs> calls him. I'm not I'm not gonna go out with Brian. Brian's an asshole. Um Joseph's got a fucking wife who is like, you know, I'm uh sympathetic too, right? Like her play like I'm not gonna go out with him. No. Craig, I went on that one date. He's just too busy. There's he no is, way nothing. Yeah. yeah, I'm not. He's that, way too busy. He's you got too much shit going on. That was not a fun date. Like, I don't think there was anyone who could have a fun date on that first date with Craig because it's almost I as if the game. aced it. You aced it, but it's like the game wants you. Craig is the guy you have to chase, literally. Like, uh, you I have to literally chase him down. Yeah. And I think someone like me who didn't naturally like his personality in the game all the characters are well fleshed out. Yeah. But I did, I wasn't really drawn, so it's kind of like, okay, bye, Craig. And that second date with him was just because uh, for completionist okay. purposes. Sure, okay. This, so that's so, the point I'm getting yeah. at. So, again, I'm trying to role play it, and I right. am I am being extremely extremely superficial. Like, the va- what's the vampire dude's name, Marty? Oh, I forget. Do you remember? Well, you said Damien. you... Damien. You yeah. said you really liked them, had a good time with them. Yeah, and I was being superficial too, but then Moby mentioned that the dates were fun. Okay. So I went on the first date. So a friend of yours told you that this guy... No, he's a pretty fun guy. Yeah, so, so you I gave had him a, a friend chance. recommend, like, you know, give this guy a shot. Yeah, and he uh, gave him a chance. That's funny. That is like literally role playing, yeah. breaking the right. four walls. So yeah, like I'm being incredibly superficial for like Because these... now you have two friends recommending. Exactly. For, for the game offering these eight, like, like stereotypes, right? Like you got you got the goth, you got the preacher guy, you got the bad boy, you got the, the nerdy guy, guy the sure nerd, the sporty guy, exactly. Every right? man, they're yeah, they're all stereotypes, right? And they and start I'm, out as a stereotype, yes, exactly. Makes, On the yeah. the cover of the books, a stereotype, and I am judging the hell out of those yeah. covers. You right? got you got to open up that dad book. I got to open up the dad book. Oh my goodness! Don't What's judge happening? don't judge a dad book by its cover. Don't. So that's kind of like the way I'm going. So like, I don't even want to give these other guys a chance, because like, I like uh, the teacher guy. What's his name? Hugo. Hugo. Yeah, I'm. I like Hugo. I've been on two dates with Hugo. I've been on two dates with the barista Matt. Yeah. Uh, sorry, coffee shop owner. Actually, he owns the place, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Matt's. Yeah. Matt's really into the music, which ah, I'm. Uh, you know, music's music. I'm not really into that scene, so I'm, I'm probably not going to go in a third with him. And. Uh, Hugo, um, you know, Hugo's a smart guy. I, I like I like learning stuff. That's cool. He's uh he's like the smart sensitive sensitive guy. But like he still has the playful side, like uh on the, our second date to the aquarium, or was that the first one? Aquarium was first. Oh man, maybe I've only been on one with him. Oh no, maybe I had a bad date with him. Um. So listener, I was playing this like late last night and I don't know if I think I had a dream that I was playing it and had a bad date. But maybe I went on the second date with Hugo and it was bad. Oh no, <laughs> I had to check. But I like I, I'm liking Hugo. He's he's funny. Like I had to bribe a kid. I chose to bribe a kid yeah. on this field trip to the aquarium that we were helping out with. And uh, yeah, he didn't not like it. <laughs> <laughs> he was actually cool with it. I think I got the hearts for it. So so I'm being like super super. Uh, super superficial. I like Hugo's kid, who's like a criminal. Oh yeah, literally. Oh yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. He's a troublemaker. Yeah. What do you guys think of? Oh um, no, I'm sorry. The second date with Hugo was the trivia. The trivia, yeah. I okay. I did that. I did very poorly on that trivia. That day did oh. not go well. <laughs> not go well. Yeah. 
So it, I did have a shit one with him. Well, Marty, have you done the second date, the trivia one? I haven't done anything. Okay, the, instead of a mini game, you have to answer a fuck ton of trivia. Yeah, like you're that is the game is that you're in a competition. Oh, no. I was not good at and it, and it's not easy trivia. Yeah, I did so, very poorly. So now, like you're actually you're competing with Brian, Brian his daughter, and, his and daughter. who else is with them? Who's on their team? Um, I thought it was just Brian and his daughter. No, for me there was two. There was. Two dads and their daughters. Interesting. We were Only had Brian against, and yeah. his daughter. And of course, Brian was there. So I was like, oh, well, you're going to, we're going to fucking wreck you, Brian. Fucking Brian. We're going to wreck you. Can I have a confession, Leland? So in that trivia thing, why you're there is because you want to eat a cheese board. And they right. so, they, they so deliciously like explain about all this cheese that. Yeah, last night you I went, raided my refrigerator for cheese, a bunch of different cheese. kinds of cheese, put <laughs> stuff on the cheese, mix the cheese with spices. They did such good so writing for the cheese. cheese. I did make, I literally made a cheese board and I spread it out rectangularly. That's lovely. So you know, you I wish you had invited me over for a cheese board date. I would have gladly partook. You'd get a C with me any day. <laughs> I actually have a big, big board with a handle that is intended for cheese. Oh, oh cheese board awesome. night! Yeah, like this cheese is, board and board games. I love what love it when a plan okay. comes together. I'll ask because I know you guys have been you you must have ran into Quizmaster Quinn oh. and Spinmaster Quinn at least once. What do you guys think of that character? Uh, I did run into him once. I don't think I've come across Spin Master. Okay. I ran Are Spin it. Master oh, no. and Quiz Master I the same ran, dude? Yeah, it's the same dude. He just does different jobs. Oh, okay. I ran into him. Uh, he was running a... Um, I mean, I'll have to tell you guys during the spoiler part, but just generically, he was you running a tour him. of the town. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I've known, I know him as Quiz Master. At first, he was really annoying with yeah. his depressive humor, but then it got funny like kind of and i was just wondering if it grew in you guys too yeah i i can see that i was like again i was like super tired like tired enough where i thought it was a dream that i fucking played that part for god's sakes that's pretty so i'm like uh i'm like kind of like my eyes are fuzzy and i'm I'm like man this guy's bringing me down (laughs) but no i it's it was funny he's funny any other positives because i have I have two negatives and one is something that's kind of unavoidable and then there's another that I think could have easily been avoided. But I don't want to jump into that if there's still other things you guys want to talk about as far as like this or or impressions. Well, honestly, um, without, you know, getting into the the spoiler stuff, uh, the positives I've pretty much covered for myself. I mean, like like Marty said, the writing's fantastic. All the interactions seem meaningful and not just throwaways like like you're and the, and the character that you're playing like his his personality is strong and yes. it's likable yes i mean like i said in the banter episode um episode 14 that like if i were like a single dad with a teenage daughter like i would hope that she and i could have a similar relationship right, right. it's the exactly. same thing that marty just said like i would like to have the interactions be as close to you know, my daughter and, or, you know, whatever child it's in a, a similar fashion. It's a parental relationship, but she's also a friend, but yeah. it's very natural, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Have, have you found, though, with your interactions with Amanda that that relationship that you have with her becomes problematic when you actually have to get into the parenting duties? No. Have you found that with? It has been very smooth. With oh, me till okay. the end of the okay, game. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Me too. I found I was pretty good at balancing it and like being like 
cool dad mixed with like, hey, like we actually have to have a talk. Right? Yeah. Because like you can push way too hard in the game too and it pushes her away, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I'm uh. trying to avoid that, but it feels like I'm bordering on push too hard territory yeah. right now. But uh, one thing I think, well, I mean, the main thing, I think the thing does great is just that the production value when it comes to like the writing, the the aspects of the gameplay that are there are really good. But mm-hmm. the, I mean, the main drawback is really that there's not all that much game there other than the fact like it's an enjoyable, like interactive novel, right. which is basically what it is, right? It's like a dating simulator interactive novel thing. And it's, it's not maybe even as heavy as some of these other style of games are. It's it's probably mm-hmm. like, I mean, what, realistically to get to the third date, most people are going to spend probably between two and three hours, I would say. Right. right? Yeah, probably. Especially if you find a dude that you like yeah i guess right like, i mean i think i went on like seven or eight dates total something like that maybe okay. maybe nine and so far and uh i probably put less than four hours into it i'll probably go back and do the other dates just because they're really entertaining um yeah yeah they're, they're so i mean realistically you're, you're probably not going to get more than like six to eight hours of this game it, it does cost 16 or 17 dollars regular price right yeah i don't think it's necessarily overpriced but Maybe a little bit. Maybe it should have been like twelve ninety nine regular price. Like, yeah, you know what that that seems like a good price. You know, I I think the price point should have been a bit, been a bit lower. Maybe it's my fault for not getting it on sale too. I had that chance and I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. I also missed the sale. Yeah, you guys are kind of touching on what I'm getting at. For the unavoidable part is with a novel like this with very little gameplay. Um, I I am like you, Marty. I'm going to be a completionist. I'm probably going to do every final date. Um, but then I, I am actually going to uninstall it because I'm sure I will not play it ever again if it, it 10 years or so, like at least until I play it again. Yeah, I can't imagine. I can see that. Yeah, you'd ever really want to fire it up again. Yeah. Which, which so, is interesting. Go ahead. Sorry. Do you think then, gentlemen, that the game is created for you to like, you know, peruse the market of this these dads or do you think it's more trying to gear a player towards you know finding maybe one or two that you enjoy and then just like you know what i like this dude i'm just gonna go all three dates right away i think peruse because it introduces every dad no matter what that's true to some extent that's true um, you do see you meet everybody at that bar. You do, yeah. I mean, you don't have to really have chats with everybody. That's but true. You they don't. Have, they do have a, at least a couple lines of dialogue. I think yep. everybody. Yeah, that's true. Um, speaking of which, did you guys have the initial confrontation with Brian in the park? Yes. yes. Okay, you both did. Okay, I wasn't sure of that. See, one. I think I think that yeah, it will always happen because I don't know what order. Regardless of the order you choose, you those three options, yeah. you do them all. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure you do them all. Yeah, even if you choose and you want to go. Because I didn't want to take a stupid nap. We got a house full of boxes. I want to get shit done. Yeah. It forced you to take a nap. It just made it so, oh, I got to have this one option left. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I chose not to as well. Okay. Well, in the first two dates. That's why. Know, that was my main interaction with him and why I didn't like him. Yeah. My, it was my yeah. terrible first impression with Brian. I'm like. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, the, the game actually, despite being a dating simulator, there's actually a very low amount of sexuality for it um, because, you know. The first two dates are very friendly. They don't railroad you into a relationship. The third definitely does. But Uh, I think the first two are designed, this goes to Marty saying, to peruse in that they're lighthearted, fairly fun. Um, And then when you make that decision. Play the field a bit. The third, because it actually will say like, 
the third date is very serious. Do you want to proceed? Yes or no? And so at that point, oh, you know that okay. that things are getting railroaded. I do like that the game has several like saves going on, so you can save before yes. that third date, and you don't have to like lose your progress. Yeah, that's hundred percent. So then, basically, the game is made for like a single playthrough. Yeah, that, I really? think that's my point. There's not yeah. much. There's no replayability. There's well, there, there there's is, the completion side. I understand, but you know what I'm saying, yeah. right? Like, why would you want to turn on and start over again? Sure. Why would you go and okay? So you, I settled down with Hugo. Would I? Why would I go and then play him a next game and just like go on two dates with him and just bomb them to see what happens? Would Would you guys do that? No, I don't. I think with the amount of games that I have to play, yeah, that would be such <laughs> totally, a low priority. Totally right. That's super completionist. Very completionist. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I wonder if it's the perusing in the hub system that makes me think this way. Because Edith Finch, which is another definitely a, a novel with limited interactivity, I definitely want to play that again. But that one very much railroads you. It is as linear as could possibly be. Oh. But yet I want to replay that. Huh. And I'm hmm. trying to think why that is. I haven't got to it yet, so I can't really comparable I, I know those types of games are a little different though than, yeah. yeah like I that's true this game is a entity into its own a little like bit, it's yeah. uh, it's very hard I mean, to at put least this for, in a, at least some for us it is it is that's true yeah, I, yeah i've certainly never played a game like this at all no i've never played any sort of interactive novel most of them are like japanese style very much like end up with the japanese schoolgirl or end up with the uh, teacher, you yeah, know yeah. like it, it, sure yeah, there's a lot of those um i just sorry I, one thing i wanted to ask you guys um about like mechanics wise um and gameplay interaction is did you come across a, a point where studying their dad book profiles like helped you make choices on dates because like i was looking at that and i was like you know what i'm gonna read through their likes and dislikes and, you know, what they think of most, just in case. I'm going to try to remember some of this stuff in case it comes up on a date to do better. I think it actually does help you. Okay. I think a few That's times cool. that I, makes sense. I realized it did. I, I think I picked things accidentally, but then I realized, oh, I actually did read that. Okay. Cool. I never tried because I, like you, Leland, was trying to role play if I was in the role as my character. Right. I wanted every choice to be natural. Damn the torpedoes if I got terrible dates like I did with Craig. At least it was natural. But maybe for Leland, the natural thing is creeping someone's dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could see that. I mean, kind of, oh. you, you kind of would, though. You're about to go you on a would. date. You totally would. You, know, you, would right. you would look. I mean, they're putting that information. That's yeah. why the information is there. So why not use what you have at yeah, your disposal? I didn't hack their personal computer. <laughs> That's right. Watching the Young and the Restless. Wow, Leland's totally into the Young and the. Well, restless. I mean, like, like he goes like biggest like was like some fucking literature or some bullshit, and I'm like, okay, I can try to remember this. And I think it was Matt's. Um, like, there's a question where it's like, what do you spend most of your day thinking of? And oh, I should have wrote it down. But what was it? It was like something about. Um, oh yeah, it's like. Uh, you know, I really am afraid that people who just aren't into e-readers only really like to buy books just to have books. Oh, or yeah. Some just, s- like just to s- yeah, say they have Yeah, something. something like yeah. that. I was like, oh, okay, this is... The- yeah. <laughs> like, that's just like the little touches of yeah. that, right, in the game. <laughs> that, that Those are good. Yeah. I definitely read the profiles in depth because they were well-written. Like they are, yeah, yeah. They're funny. They're funny. And... What I think is nice, Marty alluded to this or he hinted at this earlier, the dads do kind of have a secret different side about them as you 
get to know them better. Okay, totally. And they kind of become less stereotypical. And I think that's really cool. That is cool. It that is, is cool. really cool because that's why I didn't want to go on the date with um, the goth dad. Yeah. I was like, oh, that's boring. Like, he's just a goth Yeah, dad. what's this guy going to do? But he was, like, super interesting, at least on the first date. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Okay, do we want to shift into Let's more spoilery stuff? Spoiler. Right. Okay, well, uh, this is actually the last segment. So, like, listener, you can cut out now if you want. Yeah. So, thanks, listener. Thanks, listener. <laughs> Spoilers follow. Bye-bye. Oh, okay, right. <laughs> Welcome back, listener. Hey, okay. thanks for sticking around. I am oh, – I'll ask this. Leland – even if you haven't gotten there, have you chosen who you're going to settle with? Uh, brr, yeah, uh, Hugo. You're going to settle Hugo. Yep. Okay. Because um, it was a choice of Matt or Hugo for me, and I'm not that into music. <laughs> but I like books. So, Hugo. I was taught – it was a toss-up for me. I almost picked Matt's, but I went with Robert. You did go with Robert, such, you such, lucky bastard. Suddenly, I picked Robert. That Knife Daddy? Oh, yeah, I picked what? Knife Daddy. Oh, my I, I think he's goodness. the most handsome of them all. Oh, what? He's a, no, he looks like a douche canoe. He does, and I, I was like, I don't even want to go on a date with this guy. Yeah. And I was like, I got to try, I guess. And then I, didn't, <laughs> then I didn't want to go on another one, and then I did, and then I was like, this was fun. That almost that sounds, sounds like wow. a real relationship. Yeah. So, wow. All right, we'll I settled it. Hugo. Hey. I did. Um, you know, he was interested in literature like I am. I like the trivia idea. Honestly, it wasn't a close choice for me either. Um, it it was always going to be Hugo. In the beginning, I did kind of like Robert. But listener, okay. Early on before the hub segment, <laughs> Robert snorts some coke in a bathroom. and Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> And uh, you can follow a track of dialogue to the point where you have a one night stand with him, which I did. And at that point, everything got really weird with him because at the hub, you could pick a date with him. But then even though I sent him a bunch of messages, it came up to scene and he ignored me. And I fell asleep on the couch within one minute of starting the date. And then I went back to the hub. And then the second date, he didn't respond, except he woke me up in the middle of the night on the computer saying, hey, Moby, come over, wink face. And I went over to his Whoa, house and he's he like... he booty called you? He booty called me. Oh, wow. And he said, like, come on, man, you know what's going to happen here. You, you know what's you know what's up. And it actually... So, yeah, I had a booty call with him. Wow. And then the next day it describes me walking home with my bones creaking. Which was <laughs> <fun>. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But what was interesting is at the very end of the game, you're at another place with all the dads. And you, you talk with them and most of them are cordial. And my character said to Robert, why were you standoffish? I thought we had something special. And he said, no, you treated me like an object. I treated you like an object. Isn't that what you wanted? And I looked back through role playing and I was like, yeah, that is kind of poignant. I did kind of do that, you know, with with his character. And it kind of explained everything. This is all from starting out from the first time you are at the bar yes. watching the game. Yeah, you haven't the met, game. You haven't even met any of the other, other dads. Not really. Right? No, maybe yeah. Brian. Oh, yeah. You yeah. might have come across Brian. And uh, you can you can go home with him, right? That you get hit on yes. by Joseph's wife. Yeah. You do. Yes. Who I like. I like how she reoccurs throughout the game. periodically. Yes. Um, yeah. I still haven't, like, figured out exactly what her deal is because I haven't spent enough time with Joseph. I don't know. Joseph, um, but. Uh, I forget how I, I ended up in the bar again. Um, and she was there. And I went over and said hi. And then. Like, I made sure that she got home. And yeah. I was talking to, like, the bartender. And he was like. I was like, well, like she goes home with like 
anybody, right? And she's like, no, no, we always just take her home and make sure she gets there. Yeah. So, it's like, she's, like, not, like, actually all that promiscuous. But then I was on another, well, my last date with Robert, and she just went off with a random dude in, like, the street, and that's how we ended up alone. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow, okay. Yeah, because, like, the last date with Robert is... um, at the bar, because all of his dates like start out with drinking or like whatever. <laughs> except for I the like one where we, except for the one where he took me down an abandoned highway, um, <laughs> oh <my laughs> which, was our, which was our defining date, <laughs> our special <laughs> moment. But he, uh, he started out in the bar, and we ended up outside the bar because him and Mary got belligerent, as they often seem to do, and wanted to wander the streets. And then there was a ghost tour going on, and we ended up following the ghost tour and pretending we were ghost hunters. Oh, and uh, nice. it, was That's pretty, funny. it was pretty funny. And then Mary took off and you end up at Robert's house and you find out stuff about him and you can end up, depending on, I guess, what you say, depends on how that date ends, right? It ended up with us like having a very special moment and not actually fucking, which was weird. Um, just having like, I guess, a poignant moment and him and then falling asleep. Yeah. Um, but then at the end of the game... He was at the barbecue, but he hadn't, I guess he hadn't contacted my, the character in a while. Um, you know, one of his, um, well, his daughter came back into his life and stuff. And he comes over and starts talking to me and he's just not really all that interested. Like, it was oh. kind of like, hey, how's it going? And my character's like, I miss you. And he's like, yeah, bye. Oh, shit. That was your end of the game? Pretty much. Oh, that's sad. Oh, that is yeah. really sad. I mean, the only happy thing was the stuff with Amanda. See, you shouldn't, shouldn't have picked the bad boy. No, he's, oh. he left me emotionally, like, empty. Oh, man. Oh, okay, well, that's sad because that's mine ended up awesome. My last date was very long. I don't want to – I feel like I don't want to spoil it too much because Leland's still going to play it. Yeah, maybe leave it. So, but, no, I, I, I'm just thinking of saying it non-spoilery. I will say on that date, there's a number of choices when you can choose to go for it and be physical with him. But I kept delaying that and he his avatar was happy about that. And then after like literally, like, I don't know, maybe four or five of those choices, you're back in his bedroom and he's trying to show you wrestling moves like real wrestling moves and finally there's a spot where i chose to go for it it was perfect he like sparkled and filled the screen and then oh wow and then i did you did end up doing the ditty with him yeah and then but but the end of the game was really nice with him so amanda goes off to college which i'm sure she does in any situation you can actually have a bad ending for amanda apparently oh you can yeah eh? Okay, mine Uh-oh. was like perfect. It was like completely touching and amazing. So it was mine. Yeah. Awesome. So mine ended up with her gone. Everyone else is gone. And it's like, well, Amanda's not in your life as much, but Moby, I'm going to be in your life. Hugo's there and you like snuggle watching a sunset. And it's very kind of touching. Yeah. So with Hugo and Hugo's daughter. Or no. Sorry, uh, no, his Hugo. son actually, but his son's oh, like, right, you know what, son. Moby? I will actually tolerate you. That's what he says. <laughs> and he's he's like, just don't bug me when I'm doing my own shit. So even that was kind of a good ending. I could tell that was as good as I was going to get. D- did you name your avatar Moby? I did. And you named yours Leland. Yeah. And I named mine Marty. That's hilarious. Oh, that is we awesome. Didn't, we didn't even like, try to like come up with a new name or anything. We totally just went with our podcast. Well, and that's before I knew we were going to podcast. Yeah. Well, mind you, I'm... 
I don't know, Marty, I, you've kind of had that nickname for a while, but Moby's actually my nickname in real life, That's so true. I kind of picked it for that I only reason. know you as Moby. Like, when I play yeah. Zelda, it's always Moby. Whenever yeah. I name a character, it's always Moby. Usually, uh, my characters are named Conan. Like, all my dar- <laughs> all my Dark Souls and Bloodborne's are Conan, like, ver- like I'm on Conan version 1, because I actually haven't restarted this game over. Unlike Bloodborne... I think the best playthrough I had was Conan version six because I kept restarting it over <laughs> because I was so garbage at That's building my stats. Yeah. Okay, so back to the game. So Marty, like I, I feel bad about how your game ended. Did you did you ace did you get an A or an S rating on most of your dates with Robert? I got a C on the first one. Okay. I got an S on the second one, and I got an A on the last one. Huh. Hmm. And you still and he still like still bitter. He was happy because his daughter was back, but that was about it. Is that kind of the well, special thing with his characters that he had this daughter and they've had issues, and that's kind of what he opens up about? Yeah, so I guess okay. he had had like a tumultuous relationship with her after his wife passed away, I think. Um, and then you can get him to open up if you and if you kind of give him the advice, like he needs like to, hear. to go find her again. Well, she was, she was coming back to visit, oh, and he's, like, kind of screwed up and stuff, and you yeah. can either tell him what he wants to hear, or you can be like, no, here's the hard, honest truth. But yeah, basically, just get your shit together. And yeah. he's like, yay. Well, you helped him, then. You totally helped him. I did, and uh, but he just didn't really want to pursue anything after that. Yeah, I guess his daughter was more important. Yeah. The most important thing for him. So Yeah, I mean, she came out and, like, was nice to Amanda. That was about it. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. I guess the, the dating doesn't always always end in happiness, I guess. No, no. And I want to jump in here with my one thing that I, I felt was wrong with the game that they could have changed. Okay. Which is I had a few kind of moment breaking things happen with the hub, meaning that they could have used different language. So I, I've written it down here. Um, there was a date with Matt where he can play the piano or you can pressure him to play the piano. Oh, I'm glad I you brought this up. I didn't do that. I didn't die. Yet, almost immediately after, there's a conversation with Amanda yes. where he, she says that he had played the piano. Thank He's, you for bringing that up. I totally forgot about that. Also, yeah. Brian, the, the big guy, he was the last of my dates to go on. So a lot is of time has passed but when you message him for the first time it says you know it was nice meeting you at the barbecue yesterday and that was another oh, moment yeah. breaking right thing. yeah i noticed a couple of those too and the big one for me was the matt one yeah yeah i know yeah i was cool. like what the fuck yeah i'm thinking did i did i actually get him to play i can't remember i'm like yeah. no i didn't i think i played yeah i did too yeah yeah there you go. I played a shitty song and I didn't like there was like a couple different things on that day where you could pressure him and ask him more about something. Yeah. So that's I have no a, idea what it's up with. That's just a QC issue where like they, exactly. they programmed it. They probably intended to have several different options depending on what you did, like dialogues yeah. and then um, a mistake happened. That happens right. a lot in, in games driven by dialogue. But I, I think it was preventable because you just have to write based on a way that doesn't specifically mention a time. Yeah, or just make sure that when, you know, one thing triggers this, one thing triggers that. Okay, right? sure. I mean, because that, that sorry to interrupt you again, yes. Moby, as no, I okay. am want to do. But that just, that instance just kind of undercuts the choices you're making. Right, right. You're like, right. why the, well, why, I may as well have just yeah. pressured him into playing the piano. Sure. I'm, again, maybe it would have ended differently with Hugo, but I'm getting the same shit with my daughter. 
Yeah. Like what? So what? So if you're and the game is focusing on all these relationships and the key one is with your daughter, right? Like that's one of the key. So like what What's the yeah, that totally undercuts any any of the the role playing or or, you know, or the agency that you think your character has within this world. I kind of like that it keeps the same story with your daughter to an extent because it keeps that separate. Like you're a dad first and then a daddy second. Right. I I did. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. That's good. I did feel actually like what you're saying, though, Marty, that um, actually, even though the, the game is a dating simulator, Amanda's story and yours comes first, which I think is awesome and touching. And the relationships you get with the other dads is secondary. She eats a lot of cake. She does. She eats a lot <laughs> she of. She eats everything. That yeah. girl. Did she you? Uh, you did the first date with Joseph. It, I have not. No oh, bake okay. sale. Yeah, you can like choose to bring home a cookie from the bake sale, or you can like just eat it. And then you can <laughs> bring it home and give it to Amanda, or you can just like be like, oh, I eat it in your driveway. Probably would. Probably would eat it. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, apparently you can get a bad Amanda ending. I don't know mm-hmm. how you do that, but huh? There's also an achievement. She like flunks out of high school. I don't know. There's an achievement that uh, you get if you let her swear near the end of the game. It's like near the end of the game, she says something like uh, she she says something like shit or something, and you can either like correct her and be like Amanda, that's enough or whatever, or you can just say you know what, fuck it. That's like one of the dialogue choices. <laughs> and you're like you know what, you're 18 years old. Say whatever the hell you want. That's she's funny. like, fuck yeah. <laughs> I did that. I and did an, that. An achievement pops you're, up. You're right. There was yeah. an achievement. <laughs> it was something like super daddy or awesome daddy or cool daddy. Like it would basically said you were cool for letting yeah. that happen. That's funny. She so. looks so stoked too. The biggest happy smile on her face. It's the little things. So yeah. If I was to rate this game as we are wanting to do when we rate things. <laughs> this one's tough because it's... It's just so, so different. different, and it's like, yes. It's, it's hard to apply a normal rating scale to yeah, something like this. It has its own little niche, and I'll still give it a rating. I'm going to give it a rating, and this is subjective based on that. It has its own little spot, and, you know, it's a weird little game. Um, I'll give it, like, an 8. An 8 out of 10, to which to me is a good, good to great for what it is. Yeah. It, for things like Moby said, it misses um, getting higher, and... If it had a bit more maybe RPG elements, just maybe like more options, I think, and, and a few changes along the way, I think it could have gotten a few, a bit of a higher rating. And it's pretty limited. I mean, you can finish the game in probably like an hour and 10 minutes if you really want to. Yeah. And you know, and in even some of those choices, like when you're making them, like a lot of the times it's not really clear what choice you're actually making. Like, you know what, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you get like a little quippy sentence of you know rough definition of the choice that you of the three and you're like well i don't really know what this is gonna do or lead to well i'd give it because i always give my creative ratings i'll give it six dads out of eight um it loses a point for the momentum breaking errors we just discussed and it loses a point for being possibly the least replayable game i played in the last year <laughs> like i am not going to touch this thing once it's done it was, yeah this is a book that is going to collect dust on the digital shelf so okay you know um geez i'm gonna give it i'll give it a seven out of ten i mean like every time i load it up and i just kill myself laughing at it 
Like it's just yeah. so fun, and like even the the mini games, like at the aquarium, you're like trying to stop a horde of penguins trying to get out of this open door. <laughs> Leland, you have to play Edith Finch. I will buy that for you. <laughs> just when you find out what the mini games are and where they all lead, That's it funny. is amazing. Okay, okay, I have to check it out. I've got it. I just got to put it on the computer. All right. Well, thank you. All right, boys. I think that's a nice. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll How long was four that? Hours? We're just over two hours right now. Oh, okay. So our typical, like we're we're, we're ramping up. Pretty soon it's going to be like our typical. Before. Although, yeah, last last episode though we cut it, boom, hour and a half. I wonder if it felt like it ended abruptly. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. I listened. It seemed fine. Yeah. All right, just, you know, not unlike our very natural ending right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we just kind of, like, stutter off. Well, we, we have pizza w- waiting for us That's there. That's true. We're all I'm hungry. actually pretty hungry. Yeah, now, so. I'm starving. Um, and just to reiterate, I'm Marty. This is my voice. I'm Moby. This is my voice. Well, this is my voice. I'm Leland Steele. Ah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no. Okay, okay. Shut up. I'm going to tell them about our website. Yeah. Okay. If you want to check out our show notes, which I w- and are admittedly getting lazier and lazier, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can check out our shit at ttpopcast.wordpress.com. Uh, follow us on Stitcher and iTunes. Give us a review on iTunes if you like what we're doing. Huh? Huh? How about it? Oh, oh, SoundCloud. Stitcher. Why did I say Stitcher before SoundCloud? SoundCloud. Hey, oh, to interrupt myself. Sorry, Leland, to interrupt you. But your guys' opinion. When I tweet out about our new episode, I have been linking to the site, which the site's, you know, it's kind of garbage. I don't even know how many people actually go to the site. But I think I've – and then I'm going to switch to maybe just sending out a SoundCloud link. What do you think of that? I think that would – you could put this, put out the SoundCloud link and then have link to the site in your profile. Like the, Yeah, like, I could do. I don't know what – I think in my Twitter profile it's uh, to my – to Leland Seal Fiction. But oh. um, I don't know. Does it make a difference for you guys? Uh, I, I mean because like the SoundCloud is cool though because you can play it right from Twitter. Yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, you can like embed that. <laughs> I'm not like the technical guy. You... All right, I'll well, figure we'll it figure out. We'll figure this out. Off, I, off I personally recording. think I like linking to the SoundCloud because, I mean, who is it? nobody goes to the website. This probably doesn't sound like something we should be talking about while we're recording. Yeah, like... well, all the website is all I'm doing is funneling traffic to the website to then to the SoundCloud, which I think yeah. is predominantly how There are, are marketing to. reasons to do that, but let's discuss that off. off yeah, I realize that but we're not taking advantage of it. Well, not yet, but... All right, we're... Anyways, I'm Moby. (laughs) And I'm Marty. And I'm Leland. Take care, listener. Thanks, listener. Bye-bye.